0: Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your YouTube questions. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, there's a form that is down in the description of this stream right now. It'll probably be getting dropped in the chat as well, where you can put your question in there and hopefully we can get it answered on the show here today. I can let you know we don't have a lot of questions in there right now because um, I cleared the form just a little bit ago. So if you do have a question, go ahead and just get it in that form right now. You, as an early bird, you know, one of the people that are waiting here to, uh, you know, for this thing to start, you, uh, you know, get your question in there now because uh, we want to get an answer here on the show today. So I also want to let you know that today's stream. Actually, before we get into that, if you are watching this on the replay and you didn't get a chance to make it live, I want to let you know that I do this stream every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. In addition to that, I want to let you know that we have timestamps that are attached to this live stream as well. So by the time you see this, there'll be timestamps added so you can just skip around to the parts that, you know, or or the questions, I should say, um, that matter the most to you. So you can look for those timestamps in the description or at the bottom of the player where you're watching this right now. Um, I also want to let everybody know here um, that this stream today is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery, help you test your thumbnails against your audience to make sure that the thumbnails that you are making are effective for the people that you are trying to reach. They'll help you come up with video ideas and all types of other awesome things that will help you with your YouTube channel. They've got 90 different tools. A lot of people think that TubeBuddy is just a keyword explorer, but they have 90 different tools that will help you with your YouTube channel. You can try TubeBuddy for yourself if you're not already a user at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin, and uh, you can see what TubeBuddy can do for you there. In addition to that, this stream is co-sponsored by StreamYard, which is the live streaming platform that I use to stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And the reason that I use it is because it's super easy. It's easy for me to do my stream. It's super easy for me to bring on guests when I do that. It's easy to add graphics to the screen like I have up here, you know, right now that you can see. Um, And more importantly, it does all the heavy lifting for me in the cloud. So even if you have a computer that sucks, I actually upgraded my computer, by the way, everybody that's here on a regular basis. So finally, hopefully we don't have any tech problems today. I've been like reconfiguring all this. It's still in temporary mode as I'm like getting it all, uh, you know, uh, you know, getting it all together. Um, But uh, hopefully we're going to be good today, but we're going to find out. But. But with StreamYard, they do all the heavy lifting. So even if you are on like a a bad computer or something like that, you don't have to worry about it because StreamYard is doing everything for you in the cloud. In addition to that, you can hop from computer to computer if you need to, or even pass it off to guests to carry your stream on on their channels or whatever the thing is that you are trying to do. You know what? Don't do it where you're carrying it off on their channel. But if you wanted to have them come on your channel and carry the stream for you for a bit, you can do that as well. But anyway, you can try that at StreamYard.com, or of course, I'll get a link to them down in the description as well, so I hope everybody's doing fantastic. I hope that you are excited to you know get get ready to learn today. I hope that you are uh, you know getting some uh, you know uh, ready to get some good information. I encourage you. Um, if you have a phone note app, go ahead and get it opened. If you have a good old fashioned pencil and paper, go ahead and get that open as well. So that if anything resonates with you um, through the conversation that we're having today, you can just write it down and you can say like, oh yeah, you know I'm not sure what that thing is that he's talking about. Let me go figure that out. Um, or he mention to other people to do these particular things let me make sure that i'm doing those things so i encourage you to take notes um, so that you can take the information and not only learn it but you can also apply it because it's really hard to remember like three hours worth of stuff for those of you that you know are going to hang out here for the whole the whole shebang Scrap and pallet man what's up man hope that you're doing fantastic nice to uh see you in here congratulations to you on being a full-time youtube content creator absolutely Love it. Matt, what's up, man? Nice to see you in here. Matt Gabriel, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Nigel, what's up, man? Hope you're doing awesome. Ruby, nice to see you here in the house today. Neil, Urban Van Life, nice to see you, my man. Hope that you're doing awesome. So um, We're going to go ahead and just get into the content, but before we do, one more thing that I want to let you know about, um, because this is a temporary thing that's going on, so I just want to let you know about this right now really quick, is um, App Sumo with is a it's basically like a marketplace for like um you know people that are running promotions and um uh like if you are looking for just like all kinds of different softwares and things like that they have tons of solutions over there like if i'm looking for something i always hit AppSumo first but um AppSumo is currently having a promotion um where they are having deep discounts on a lot of youtube related things so as you can see here on the screen right now um, if you have been hanging out in the stream for any amount of time or even been watching YouTube-related content, I'm sure you've ran into Roberto Blake. Um, Roberto Blake actually has his YouTube starter kit in here listed for $40, um, $40 off, as a matter of fact. Um, there's all types of you know, informational things in here. There's mock-ups, um, all kinds of things that will help you as a content creator. Um, I'm going to drop a link to this in the um, – oh, she just dropped it in there right now. So we're good there, but I'm just gonna drop that link in here um, just so that you have um, that. It'll take you directly to this page that's filled with YouTube stuff. But I encourage you while you're over there to actually look around if you do end up heading over to um, AppSumo. So um, with that out of the way, um, hope everybody's doing fantastic. I'm, I'm pumped today. So basically, like I mentioned, um, I, you know, I got the computer upgraded. Um, I, I've got my mic cable switched out. I've done tons of testing. And so far, everything has been okay. My fingers are crossed that it's going to continue to be okay but um but we're gonna find out gotta change my cameras up a little bit still working on that fine-tuning that um a little bit but you know got the cameras uh changed up as well so i kind of lost that back shot and i exchanged that for like a crop shot right here um in the front and uh we're gonna see you know we're gonna see how it all goes together we're going trial by fire here um in the stream today (laughs) but welcome to Nimin Live. If you are just joining us, we are talking about YouTube and YouTube related stuff. Our entire stream today is driven by the questions that you ask. So there's a form down in the description below if you want to have your question answered here on the stream today. Just go ahead and put your question down there, and we will try to get it to you um, today. So, or get it answered for you today, I should say. So um, let's see here, let's get into it. Let's go ahead and just get into the first, uh, let's go ahead and get into the first uh, question here. Let me go ahead and put one thing up on screen here really quick, cause I forgot to do this actually last week. Um, I do wanna let everybody know that we do have a music service for content creators, um, it's free. You can use it in your live streams if you go to creatormix.com slash stream, um, or you can just create an account over at creatormix.com if you're gonna be putting it in your video content um, itself. But, uh, but right here is the uh, information for that. So, um, let's see here, so the very first question that we have today is from Meg Dutt Desgupta, I hope I'm saying that correctly, Um, if not, I apologize, and um, they mentioned that they have an educational-based channel, the goal of the channel is to educate people, and the question is, should I use Google Ads to promote my channel? So, um, I get asked this question a lot and the the thing when it comes to ads is a lot of people will think that you know if they are doing uh you know youtube ads that'll kind of shortcut things for them right it'll make the whole process faster um unfortunately what happens is if you are running ads and one you don't know how to run ads properly then it can work against you but in terms of targeting but two um if you haven't learned how to get an organic response on youtube yet in terms of if youtube is showing your content to people on your home page they're giving your videos impressions which they are then if you haven't learned yet to you know get people to click on what it is that you're doing and to create a great experience for them in your video content get them to further engage in terms of leaving comments likes, subscribing to your channel watching additional content things like that if you haven't learned that core part of being a content creator yet then in that case the ads aren't going to do anything for you they'll inflate your numbers and it'll look good from the outside only by the view counts on the videos that you run ads on and any artificial, you know, um, or not artificial, but any, you know, subscribes that you've generated from it. And the downside of that is that let's say you spent, excuse me, I have like a bug in my throat, not literally a bug, but you know what I mean? If uh, let's say you spent a bunch of money on ads, right? and you know you got your numbers inflated you're like yeah okay now if somebody comes to my channel they're going to think you know i got like a bigger channel or i'm getting like a lot of views or whatever and you're like hey yeah you know, this is good you know now people are going to think that well, the problem happens when you stop spending money. When you stop spending money, then at that moment in time, if you still haven't learned to do that, you know, core thing with YouTube, which is learning how to get people to respond to, you know, your thumbnails, your titles, you know, hook them in your shorts and enjoy your content. If you're making long-form content, if you haven't learned how to do all those things yet. Then, what's going to happen is as soon as you turn off that ad spend, you're still not going to be able to click. Get people to click. You're still not going to get people yet, or be able to get people, you know, further in your content. So you have to learn the core, um, the core skills, I should say, as it relates to YouTube. You got to learn those core skills before you even consider. At least my recommendation. You can do whatever you want, but for you know the 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 approach that I would take is I would just learn how to get an organic response because when you can learn how to get an organic response on YouTube, get people to respond to what you're doing, you don't have to run ads. Like you don't even have to do it because because you're 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 letting youtube do all of the hard work for you in terms of them showing your content to people and then people responding to it from there so you know Instead of thinking, you know, hey, I should be spending money you know, on advertising in order to get views, instead of thinking of it that way, you should be thinking, okay, I need to be spending more time like learning how to reach the audience that I'm after, learning more about how YouTube works, learning more how to edit videos, learning more how to present my content, learning more how to make thumbnails and all of that. Um, by doing that, you'll have, one, you'll have more money because you won't be spending that money for no reason. Um, And two, you're gonna develop the skills that are required that you'll be able to carry with you for a long time onto any platform to make good content that people will actually want to watch and that they'll actually respond to at the click level. Super chat. Two spanner Danielle says for the extra pumping and file and fire trials fund. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, we are definitely um, trial by fire today. So, uh, so I'm I'm hoping that everything is going to be smooth here for the stream today. Um, so thank you for that, Danielle. Super appreciate it. Um, Super Urban charged. Van Life Neil says, coffee on us for being AWOL. We've been off grid for three weeks out in the van, but nice to have internet back. Nice, man. Love it. My brother and I were actually talking about you um, over dinner the other night, just talking about how awesome it is that you went from like, you know, making the content about crypto and doing like, okay there. But then now, you know, you're doing the the van life stuff and, not only have you you know st- have not only have you made a, a thriving youtube channel from it but you've also created an entire lifestyle from it which is pretty awesome man so high five fist bump to you for you know for, for doing that and having the courage to you know just kind of swap swap what you were doing in order to you know follow your passions man absolutely uh absolutely love it so uh let's see here so next on the list here we've got drift d says i can tell you're using the sm7b but which pop filter windscreen are you using on it um also um also i've got cheese it's and they're amazing that's good that's good you know cheese it's are uh, cheese it's are pretty good so this is actually um, i had another pop filter on this um the one that comes with it and i ended up just ordering this replacement off of um off of amazon i'm gonna be honest with you like it's it's kind of you know chintzy if you if you look at it here um it's not you know very high quality doesn't feel that great it's not very thick however does the job Um, and you know my other one was getting just kind of you know like I've been using it a lot for you know I've had it for a while so because of that I just ordered this um, it was just a replacement that I got off of Amazon Um, repair gang says thanks for the super chat by the way says um, let's see I've been it's been so long since I caught a live stream live good to see you Nick thanks thanks I appreciate that nice to see you in here too Um, I just hit 1800 subscribers and growing about 30 every two days by the way it's simply that simply auto repairs, I'm guessing. Nice. So uh, you should be hearing an applause right now. I turned something off here for my audio. I bet it's over. Yeah, so I, I think I forgot to hook up my speakers, so I can't hear the audio as it uh, as it comes out. So, uh, so there's one down of you know trial by fire. We just had some water thrown on the uh, on the trial there. So, uh, so going good. But congratulations to you on 1,800 subscribers. Um, you know making the uh, making the progress, which is awesome. Absolutely love it. Um, Eileen Smith, nice to see you in here. Thanks for swinging by. Hope that you are doing fantastic. Doug and Chantel, hope that you guys are doing great too. Okay, so the next question that we have on our list, and if you are just joining us, we're talking about YouTube, all things related to YouTube, and being a content creator. Um, everybody in the chat today is a content creator as well, so you know you're amongst your folks, so to speak. So um, you know, uh, so you know, feel free to to chat and you know all that good stuff. So the next question that we have here, another issue that I'm having is a display thing. So I have to open up my my form here full screen. Um. Uh. When I answer, when I look at the question and then close it back down to to minimize it. Uh, but this one's from T. Uh, ruzz Reaction. T. ruzz Reaction says they do daily content. It's a reaction channel. The goal of the channel is to entertain people. The question is, how can I get more watch time and views? So when it comes to YouTube, um, everything is based on on performance. So it's performance of, of course, you know, we always want to do better than our last video, but it's also the performance of everything that's happening on YouTube right now that YouTube thinks that is a good fit for the people that they think your content's a good fit for. So you are competing against, you know, everything that like let's say that I'm in your target audience and YouTube knows I'm in your target audience and YouTube shows me your content, you know, on a regular basis and all that. Well, as part of that um, let's say that I'm also watching you know stuff about uh, you know making music let's say I'm also watching stuff about tech and you know things like that you're competing with all those other topics that I'm interested in as well. so you know because of that you have to make sure that you're getting a good response. What does a good response look like? Well, on every single YouTube channel, one of the things that you're going to um, have access to is you're going to have access to your click-through rate. You're going to have access to your average view duration. You're going to have access to your end screen click-through rate. You're going to have access to like all your engagement metrics. So you can use those things to help you better understand how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. So you know we can publish content and we can just blindly you know go like this and just you know hope that you know we made some right choices or. We can say, okay, things aren't going as, as good as I would like them to here right now, so because of that, let me really start digging in and trying to understand how the people that I'm reaching with my content, how they are responding to what it is that I'm doing, and all aspects. So, for example, you would go into your click-through rate, and you would look at that um, based on the amount of impressions that you're getting, of course, but you don't look at it just in the average out view. You go into the traffic sources report, and then you look at it You know, like, what does your click-through rate look like coming from browse features? What does your click-through rate look like coming, specifically if you click into that, from home pages? What does your click-through rate look like coming from suggested videos? What does your click-through rate look like when you, if it's coming from search, if you're targeting search? And just making sure that you're understanding those things so that you can see, like, okay, these videos that are that are doing just a little bit better on my channel, people are responding to these just a little bit more through these particular things. So therefore, you know, I'm starting to be able to see that, you know, on home pages and things and, and suggested videos. When I'm publishing content, I'm able to see like, hey, based on the amount of impressions that I get, um, um, this video right here isn't doing too bad compared to my other videos. And you start to recognize that over time. So it's really important that now as your channel starting to grow, if you're somebody that's getting started, that now you go in and you start paying attention to these things. So as you start having videos do better than others, then you can start looking to see what the metrics look like. Based on because they're like a mirror, right? Um, they're like a mirror of how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. So you use those, uh, you know, those analytics that YouTube gives us to be able to see, you know, that reflection of how people are responding. So you can start to put some logic into it and start thinking to yourself, like, okay, they clicked on this one more, way more, um, compared to the amount of impressions that I got on home pages. Why do I think that is? What is different from this thumbnail compared to my other videos that got, you know, a hundred less views on them? If you're, let's say, you're getting like 500 views a video right now, um, you know, if you're getting, uh, or let's say you're getting hundred views then you know what do my metrics look like in my videos that are getting 10 views compared to my videos that are getting 100 views and then by doing that you'll slowly start to see the picture in terms of okay if i can just do better here then i'll start having a lot of people you know click on my on my videos more if i can start making better thumbnails you know here and you'll be able to start actually over time and this is where making content on a regular basis comes into play over time you'll be able to see okay um, you know, when when I publish a video, um, you know, typically on my channel, once I reach a certain amount of impressions, my click through rate typically looks like this. My average view duration typically looks like this, and so on. So you can start looking for problems. So you can say, hey, you know, it's been 24 hours. My click through rate is way low compared to what it is that I normally get on homepages, for example. Therefore, I'm going to go in and I'm going to update my thumbnail for the sake of you know trying to. Um, you know, trying to improve the response that I'm getting. But at the end of the day, one thing that we all have to understand as content creators is we have to make content that people want to watch. We have to package that content in a way that helps people identify it. And it's also compelling enough that will cause somebody to want to click on it as well. So they need to identify it and then they need to want to click on it. Um, So make sure that you're doing those things. It's kind of a long answer. I'm kind of getting getting warmed up here. Bear with me. Bear with me. <laughs> so uh, next up, we got Play Button Gaming. I like how you're seeing the future right there. Looking good. Love it. They do daily content as well. We had two in a row daily content. Um, they do gaming content. The goal of the channels to make quality videos that people will like watching. Okay, you're you're on the right path. Um, the question is having trouble sticking to one niche. Help me set my mind at ease. Is there a way to put my um, to put it into my mindset to have one niche? Absolutely. So when it comes to um, having one niche, how many people here are, you just have content that is serving like one type of audience? If that's you, just say me. If you have just like a very, if you have a niche channel, if that's you, let me know. But when it comes to uh, your niche on YouTube, a lot of people think that a niche is basically a limitation on content that I have to make the same videos over and over. That's not the case. When it comes to a, a niche, hey Brad, what's up man? Nice to see you in here. Um, When it comes to um, a a niche or, you know, deciding on your niche, it's, it's important to to do kind of like a mindset shift um you know which is perfect because that relates to your question um when it comes to like your definition of what a niche is so a niche of course is you know where you are you know focusing in on a segment of a particular you know type of content um but at the end of the day what you're really doing is you're focusing in on a particular type of viewer that has a certain set of interests so because of that when it comes to your games one thing to think about how many gamers do we have in here? If you're a gamer, just uh, just say me. But um, you know, when it comes to the games that you're playing, one of the things that you know you have to think about is okay. Let's say I'm playing racing games. Then in that case, I'm going to go ahead and just experiment with some other racing games as well. Because if somebody's playing, you know, one type of you know driving game, there's you know a likelihood that they're into into driving games, and therefore they might be playing other driving games. So then there therefore you can like test some of those other games against those people and see if they also respond to some of those. Um, but the idea is thinking of it from the perspective of of whatever type of content I make on my channel, it needs to be a good fit for this particular type of audience. So that's why you'll see, you know, people that have you know channels based on teaching people about music. That's why you have you see people that have entire Fortnite channels. That's why you see people that have entire Call of Duty channels, or just like you know first person, uh, you know first person channels. All of those things are so that they can serve that audience that's into you know, like that particular thing. And the big win with this is over time. We got a race drifter here. Um, and, And the thing is, is with that over time is as you publish more and more content to your YouTube channel and you're thinking about the audience first when you're publishing your content, what you do is you start building a resource over time of content that a certain type of person can come in and they can watch a bunch of videos on your channel, right? So when it comes to getting that additional watch time. Which I think was actually part of the other question, and I'm not sure if we answered that or not. But when it comes to getting that additional watch time, let's go ahead and squeeze it into this one. You know, Part of that is just having that channel that's targeted towards a specific type of viewer um, um, that has a certain type of interest so that when they click on one video and YouTube is recommending other things from your channel in the sidebar, or you're recommending at the end of your video for them to watch this next, or you have a pinned comment going into a, a playlist for that type of content or whatever, the whole thing with that is you start creating a channel that's bingeable so that, you know, like everybody here, you know, you're a content creator. If you were to go to my to my videos page right now, almost anything that you click on would have something to do with, with you, right? It would have something to do with your interest. Now, it starts segmenting there a little bit it starts segmenting there a little bit in terms of like, let's say um, like in my case, right? I have some content that's for live streaming, some content that's for video editing. So then in that case, if you're making, uh, you know, if you're doing all of your stuff on your phone and you weren't editing videos with software, then in that case, some of those videos wouldn't resonate, but for a, a larger portion of the audience, they would. So, you know, the idea is just making sure that you're thinking about who it is that you're reaching with the content more so than a limitation of the type of content that you can make because of the niche. Um let's see here. I just got a I just got a message from D here and it sounds like it might be uh, it sounds like my audio might still be having a problem. I'm touching something that caused an occasional click. Oh, interesting. could be your watch touching the cable. okay. All right, yeah, thanks for the heads up there, D. I appreciate it. so we're we're halfway there. <laughs> so let's uh, see so here. so next up on our uh, next up on our list here, we're going to question number three. If you're just joining the stream, I want to let you know that we are talking about YouTube, YouTube-related stuff. Um, we're all content creators here, so we're talking about all things related to being a content creator. We're going to be talking about, you know, getting views, getting subscribers. Probably there's going to be some stuff in here about making money. There's going to be some stuff in here about mindset. There's probably going to be some questions in here about burnout, those types of things. Um, but we're talking about, you know, all of the different things that we deal with as content creators today. So, our next question is from Colors of Hope Crafts ASMR. Um, Colors of Hope Crafts ASMR says that they do ASMR and fiber art, The goal of the channel is to bring in extra income, see, see, (laughs) and use ASMR to help people relax and learn about fiber art. And the question is, my analytics show that I lose people in the first 30 seconds. What can I do to change that and improve my hook? Should I change my channel name to make it more obvious what my channel is about? Thanks in advance. Um, Changing your channel name isn't going to impact how people respond to the video content itself. Um, What you need to do is you need to experiment with, with how you're actually starting your videos. So, you know, as content creators, we will kind of get stuck in ruts to where it's like, hey, this is just the way that I do it. This is the way that I see other people do it, so I'm going to do it that way. But what you want to make sure that you're doing when you do see fail points like that is you want to make sure that you are running experiments on new content that you publish. So you're asking, you know, like what you can do with your hooks, just some things to think about. I'm not sure exactly because you're doing asmr but you're doing like fiber art with it i think is what it is that you're doing but the thing is is like when you are like starting your videos just some ideas for you is one since you're doing asmr i guess you're not going to be talking so because of that um then having you know just kind of soft music you know playing that just kind of like goes into the thing which even with that because you're doing asmr it's probably not a great idea so then um that's probably going to come down to since you are doing asmr just you know, what it is that you're actually you know, showing there and, and the quality of what it is that people are experiencing on the visual side and on the audio side because ASMR is like a full audio experience. So because of that, you can't kinda, and I'm not saying that you're doing this, but you can't like halfway do asmr so you want to make sure that you do have good microphones and all that because people are listening to that stuff in headphones like while they're going to sleep so you want to make sure that you know that they are getting a high quality audio experience so that you can make sure that you're giving them what it is that they're you know that they're in for so it could be if you're losing people that fast on an asmr video it could be that they click on it and then when they click on it and they come into, you know, that particular video, it could be that, you know, the quality, um, you know, isn't there in terms of the audio quality. It could be that there's other sounds going on that kind of distract them, you know, from it. Um, I'd have to actually experience your content to, you know, really do that. But, um, but really in your case, I would just focus all efforts on the quality of the audio I'd make sure that you're processing your audio, that you're removing any noise, unless it's intentional noise, um, you know, for the sake of, you know, creating like a, like a little, you know, like sound bed of, of, of sorts. Um, uh, um, so with that, those are things that I would I would do first to make sure that the experience that they are getting um, is a high quality experience. Next up on the list, thanks Chantel, I appreciate it.
1: If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now.
0: Next up, we've got uh, That's English School. That's English School says that they do, man, this display issue. Man, always something. Let's see here, let's see how I can do this. Let's just pop this out individually here. D says, ASMR is very specific. People will dig, here let me just put it up here on screen. I just scrolled past it. Um, Says ASMR is uh, very specific. People will do um, what you're doing or or dig what you're doing or immediately click off based on their personal tastes. So let me just pop this one out completely. Let's see if that'll do it. There we go. Okay, it's an educational channel. The goal of the channel is to teach English to Japanese people, promote our school, and make some videos. Uh, Come on, come on. Um, See here, make some videos um, and some side income. Oh, and make some side income in the process. The question, hey, Nick, um, quick question about YouTube shorts. In your opinion, do we need to make custom thumbnails or just go with the one of the choices that are automatically generated by YouTube? Thanks as always. If people can enjoy your shorts um, on a computer, then in that case make a thumbnail for it um, if it's something to where like it's it's just like super short it's only gonna give them a good experience if they're like watching it quickly on a mobile device then don't worry about it but the difference is when you make a, a like an actual thumbnail then that can increase your chances of getting you know clicks from home pages and you know anywhere else that they'll show up but you know shorts do show up places like um, shorts are showing up in like search sometimes so because of that um, you know if you want to increase that chance of somebody actually clicking on it um, then in that case you know you might want to add a you might want add a thumbnail to it so A lot of people are not adding thumbnails to shorts just out of, you know, like laziness or whatever, Um, or they just don't wanna take that extra step or it's only appropriate, you know, as a short. But if you are like, hey, I'm just trying to get as many people into this as I possibly can, then I would make a thumbnail for it just for the sake of, you know, coming up on, uh, like when you do show up on home pages, things like that, then it looks like a normal piece of video content. Um, let's see here. So uh, really quick What's hot that? mess history with T said what she said, um, T said what T said it says, Hey, Nick, um, I hit 85,000 subscribers in the past. Uh, let's see here. Um, this past Saturday night, I'm earning five figures a month in ad revenue for the second month in a row. Thanks for explaining the research tab to me. High five and fist bump to you. Nice work on that. You're just crushing. You are just crushing. Absolutely crushing. Love, love, love seeing that. Thank you for keeping us updated too. Like it's it's awesome. Like from you know from this view, it's awesome. You know, just kind of watching the pro- progress and seeing you like keep jumping in. Like, hey, you know, fifty five thousand, sixty thousand, sixty five thousand, seventy thousand, seventy five thousand. You know, now you're at eighty five. So you're like right on the cusp of a play button. Congratulations to you. It's a lot of hard work, you know. Like, like I know that you know you've put in tons of time into this. You put in tons of effort, tons of thought, tons of energy. So uh, it's awesome to to see it, you know, paying off, um, paying off for you. Because it's not, you know, getting a play button. Um, it's not an it's not an easy feat. So congratulations to you. Like you're not there yet, but you're on you're on the way. You're gonna get one. It's in your future. So while well, it's here, so next up on our list here, we've got. Looks into swirl resin tumblers, Cindy, says that, uh, let's see here, one time per week or more. Um, The type of channel is a art channel where I make resin tumblers. And uh, let me scroll down here really quick. Um, The goal is to show folks my experiments with resin and grow my channel. The question is, I recently hit 10,000 subscribers, which opens stories from me, but but I don't really know what it is. What do you do with that option or how will it grow my channel? Can you explain the best use of stories, please? Okay, this is a great question. So when it comes to um, YouTube stories, first off, YouTube put, out, um, some information, um, YouTube put out some information. YouTube um, put out some information in the past saying that people that use stories on a regular basis get a higher amount of people subscribing to their YouTube channels. So they absolutely do convert, you know, viewers into subscribers. So in your case, what you'd want to do is you'd want to um, you'd want to do stories if you decide to use them. You'd want to do stories um, uh, to where you're just showing like behind the scenes stuff. Maybe you're talking about the specific things that you're using, you know, within your Tumblr making. Maybe you're hyper. Up a video that's going to be coming next. Maybe you're making a story letting people know that, hey, you know, I made this video like a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've had some people, you know, asking me about the materials. These are the materials that I made about it. And this is the video if you want to go check it out. Um, And then within that, also within the stories, you also have the option to link a video. You can't do it with every story, but you do have the option to link videos and stories as well to where you can also use that as like a doorway going back into your YouTube channel, which is pretty cool. So when it comes to the stories, you can use it as a way to just make a quick connection, you know, with people, but you know, stories get seen by people that are subscribed to your channel and people that are not, so you can also use it as a way to get people to subscribe as well. But typically, stories will come down to people using them just for that, you know, more personal connection, showing stuff behind the scenes, things like that. Um let's see here, next up on the list, we're on number 7 now, so we're just cruising through these. We got 2 dollar beats in the house. Where's my $2? So I can't remember the movie, but there's this movie, um, uh, $2 Beats. I don't know, you know, what your age range is here. Um, but for you, you know, older folks in the house, you'll remember this one probably. But there was a movie where this kid would chase this dude all through the movie trying to get this, like, $2 for a newspaper that he delivered <laughs> or for this, like, newspaper subscription. Uh, and as soon as I saw your name uh, in the chat earlier, um, that it that made me think about that for some reason. But anyway, um, the uh, the... Type of channels, music and beats. The goal of the channel is to sell beats. Question, I'm trying to sell my beats as cheap as possible so people who perhaps cannot afford it can get them cheap. Should I just keep linking um, Beat Stars or with funnels and perhaps my own website be a better option? Thank you, Nick, for your advice is awesome. Um, I'm locked out of my JRP music official channel. Oh, that's you, okay. Um, due to a two-step authentication, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. So um, in terms of uh, linking to Beat Stars or, you know, creating like funnels, driving people into things and all that, Um, Right now, I would be trying to get people over to BeatStars just because they have their own marketplace. So then you can tap into their marketplace itself, right? Um, Once you start, you know, getting, you know, activity or more activity on your videos and you start getting consistent views, things like that, that's where you might wanna start considering like, hey, I'm gonna have my BeatStars um, store available. But I'm also going to start, you know, trying to, you know, maybe drive people into like email lists and things like that. So I can keep them updated with any, you know, new beats that I put out and that sort of thing. And as part of that sequence that you would set up, then you could start sending people into your beat stars from that. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like, hey, you know, get five free beats, sign up for my email, that type of thing. Um, and then when they sign up for that, then that puts them into your system, whatever it is that you, you know, use. If you use Ford, or Forward or Active campaign, whatever, uh, keep in mind, these things come at a, at a price. That's why it's important to make sure that you are, you know, selling the beats one, you know, that that you're actually making sales um and that you are, you know, if you are running ads on your channel, for example, that you do have that money to reinvest back into your project. Um, but the idea is to um, either send them just a beat star so that you can also, you know, just happen in their marketplace right now. Um, and then once you start getting a decent amount of activity on your videos, if you're not already, if you're already getting good activity, then you can go ahead and put this together now, but basically set up a um, an email service, create an offer for the viewers and let them know that, you know, they, they can go download, you know, whatever it is that you're going to be giving them um, in exchange for their email address and be very transparent. You know, once you sign up for this thing, then, you know, just as a heads up, you know, anytime I publish new beats, I'm going to let you know about. I'll let you know where to get them, things like that, and you can also do cool things as well in terms of like occasionally, you know, sending out like, hey, you know, we're also going to be sending out like a, you know, a freebie um, like once a month or once every couple of months or you know whatever your approach is in terms of just you know trying to keep that interaction going with the people that are signing up for your uh, people that are signing up for your list. Techers UK, what's up? Hope you're doing awesome.
1: If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now.
0: Next up on our list here, um, we've got uh, we've got Cindy again, and this is probably because I had mentioned that I had uh, taken the, um, the the questions out, but let me just double check here really quick. Okay, yeah, we got that one covered. Um, so here, next up on our list here, we've got uh, so we're number nine. Entertainment things it says they upload one time per week or more on a PC. They do entertainment content. The goal is to get at least fifty to a hundred thousand views. And the question: Should I do shout out videos? Nah, like shout out videos don't really do much. Like um, you know if, if like. You got to think when it comes to the to the content that people are watching on your YouTube channel, like people are coming to your channel um, or they're clicking on your videos to get some type of value in return. Just like a thing, you know, being like, oh, hey, you know, I just want to give a shout out to like such and such and like that type of thing. Yeah, don't don't even worry about doing that type of thing. Focus on the, the, the things that are actually going to add value. Right. Um, because, you know, doing those types of things are more gimmicky than anything. So focus on, you know, doing the things that are going to add value that'll keep people coming back to your channel on a regular basis, because that's an important thing to YouTube as well. Um, And that, you know, and, and keep thinking of it from the perspective of, You know, if somebody came in and they watched the last video that I published, like what's something that I can make next that would really add a lot of value to those people that watch that particular video, right? So instead of just wasting it with like, you know, update videos and shout out videos and like that kind of stuff, like give them actual content that they can come and enjoy that, you know, that you might have some people subscribe to and, you know, things like that. Good question, though. Um, so here, next up on our list, we're on uh, number 10 already. We are, we're just like pew, we're, we're cruising on these. So um, next up, we've got uh, currency. clever. See what you're doing there. <laughs> currency says they upload when they have time. Let me snap this back into here, see if it fixes this or not. That's an interesting display thing um so basically the type of channels they do crypto education crypto games recently the goal of the channel is to reach twenty five thousand subscribers by the end of 2022 i also want to improve my communications and social presence for future opportunities the question i got monetized for my first few months of uploading basic basic cryptocurrency educational videos i feel like when crypto isn't a hot topic my views go down significantly um, i'm thinking of doing vlogs or different types of content but it will be very different from all of my other videos should i keep experimenting on different content styles or double down on my upload frequency um, i would double down on what it is that you're actually doing more than i would double down on your upload frequency so when it comes to um like if you're trying to reach 25,000 subscribers by the end of 2022 in my opinion if you are wanting to have a crypto channel and you're wanting to do it that way Um, I wouldn't start doing just like random vlogs. Like, hey, here we are going to the mall and here we are going and doing like these things unless they're directly related to crypto um, and the things that are going on in the crypto world. Um, So the reason for that is because right now you have people that have responded well to your channel. Um, Of course, you know, when things are up, then, you know, there's tons of activity around it. When things are down, then there's not as much activity because people are selling off and, you know, things like that and they're not holding. But, um, But when you are... Um, you know, when you start going into a completely different type of content, then you can really start alienating, you know, viewers because then you're you're the crypto guy or crypto person that just, you know, started making vlogs all of a sudden. So people start unsubscribing, things like that. Unless you make it about, you know, crypto related things. So when it comes to like a total pivot like that you know one thing to make sure that you are thinking about is when you are when you are um thinking of like the long-term sustainability of a youtube channel it's really important to make sure that you are thinking like okay like what is it i'm going to be doing with this long term and that you commit to it because sometimes it can take a while we have um from time to time um mike stops by his uh his youtube channel's hybrid steel he might even be in here right now i just haven't seen it yet but He has been, um, he's been, you know, just, just going for it for, you know, quite some time and he's stayed in the gaming space. He's, you know, stayed true to, you know, what it is that he's wanted to do with the channel. And it took a while to, to like, you know, get it going, but now he's, you know, he's getting, you know, like a thousand subscribers, like every week and like his channel's like really growing, you know, quickly now. So, you know, when it comes to, your YouTube channel and the long-term sustainability side of it. You want to make sure that you are just committing to something so that you can turn your channel into that resource that we were talking about earlier, if you were here for that, um, to where it becomes like a resource for a certain type of content. So if you wanted to switch and do something completely different and do that long-term, that's totally cool. That's what Neil did. And we were talking about that early. Um, right now, there's somebody in the chat, um, urban van life. Um, his name is Neil and he was doing just you know all crypto content and then he ended up switching everything and going into started a whole new channel and ended up you know talking about van life started a whole business around you know remaking vans for people and things like that and um and he's thriving now like everything's going awesome so when it comes to Um, You know, when it comes to, you know, like making that call, it really comes down to just thinking like, do I want to be that crypto person or do I want to be that vlogger or do I want to be, you know, somebody that does, you know, XYZ and then just making the call and committing to it so that you can, you know, give yourself the shot at actually, you know, doing that thing Um, because, you know with anything, like if it's you know, if it's going up and then it starts going down a little bit and you're like, okay, well now I'm just gonna, you know, jump ship, then you know, at that moment in time, it's gonna be really hard to do anything consistently. So because of that, I would just try to just think, you know, just build out a plan and say, you know, when it's up, it's gonna be up and it's gonna be great. But when it's down, if if historically if my channel doesn't perform as well when it's down then in that case, one, I need to really start thinking about the topics that I'm talking about. And I really need to start thinking about how I'm grabbing people's attention and things like that to pull them into what it is that I'm doing. So for example, even though it's down, there's other crypto channels, I guarantee you, that even though that the you know general interest might not be as high because it's not, you know, peaking out right now, um, there's still, you know, other crypto channels that are, that are thriving right now and that are able to capture viewers based on the topics that they're coming up with and, and pull them back in and still keep them talking about crypto. Because even though it's down, there's still a ton of people that are, you know, still super interested in crypto. So because of that, I wouldn't even blame it on it being down outside of, you know, it just not being a thing that's like, you know, trending to where people are talking to their moms about it. Like, hey, you know, hey, mom, you know, hey, you got any crypto? You know what I mean? Because that's what happens, you know, when it's up. Like, hey, you get in get in now before it, you know, goes to the moon and like all this stuff. But like when it's down, then, you know, the conversation just isn't there. So, you know, you might just need to be the person that's creating that conversation. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list, we've got um, let's see here. Let me go ahead and show that. There we go. So next up, um, we've got what is this one here? We got buff bass outdoors, buff bass, buff, buff bass. All about that buff bass. Gotta be careful, like humming that, I guess. Um, let's see here. So let me go full screen with this, see if I can get down to it from this way. So next up we've got uh, this one that does one time per week or more in the upload. They've been on YouTube for less than six months. They do fishing and outdoors content. The goal of the channel says I want to build a community of people that are passionate about fishing and making an impact and make an impact on people's lives. Question, hey Nick, um, I was wondering if uploading shorts and long form content on the same channel can hurt the channel. I uploaded a short and got 18,000 views on it and I only have 85 subscribers. Can this hurt my channel if my shorts are relevant to my content? As long as they're relevant, you'll be fine. Um, but you know, just pay close attention in your shorts analytics now that we have have that, you know, now that they've separated. Um, just to you know, make sure that you know people are continuing to respond well to your shorts. Shorts. Learn how to make better shorts if you're going to be doing it. Um, like learn how to make them better. But while you're doing that, also learn how to you know make the better long form content if the long form content is something that you want to do. Just a heads up. Some people have nothing but shorts channels, to where all they make is shorts and they do awesome. Um, some people have you know mixed channels and they do awesome. Some people have channels where it's just all long form video content. They do awesome. Some people have channels where all they do is live streaming and they do awesome. So you know like the the opportunity is there it's just figuring out what it is that you want to do so One thing that I recommend to you is if you are coming onto this and like the goal, you know, part of this is like monetization, for example, not just YouTube monetization, but like, hey, I'm gonna be, you know, promoting things as an affiliate and things like that. Then in that case, I would learn to do the long form content side of things so that you can just increase your chances of showing up in search, increase your chances of people, you know, consuming a longer video to where they get a better understanding of what it is that you're doing so then they're more, if you do reviews of, you know, outdoor related things and stuff like that so that you can, you know, increase your chances of possibly having uh, you know somebody you know click on links in your description and you know you get a sale from those and uh, or, or a commission from those and things like that so um so because of that I would, you know, just I would first before you're like, hey, doing this, doing this, and only thinking about subscribers and views. um, I would sit back for a second and I would think like, okay, what is it that I'm really wanting to do here on my channel, and which one of these, uh, you know, would help me do it the best, and how, if I wanted to do the other one, how can I use that other one to like either supplement the viewership or to reach new audiences or whatever to you know pull some of those people, um, you know, into the channel, because you know without without a question when you know you're publishing videos you have to get longer form videos you have to get people to click on what it is that you're doing which is a huge hurdle for a lot of people but when you're doing shorts then you just have to be good at the video side so you know because of that you know i've definitely you know experiment with both while working on skills to get better at both uh rc trails super says how long thank you for the super chat Says, how long should I wait before changing slash testing a new title and thumbnail after uploading a new video? So this first step of this is understanding how your videos typically perform. So if you start to go through all of your content, you start to look at, you know, after certain time limits, like, okay, after the first three hours, then, you know, typically on the videos on my channel that do better than the other videos, they typically have a click-through rate of about X, Y, Z, um, um, compared to X amount of impressions um, coming from home pages. So, then at that point in time, if you're targeting home pages at that moment in time, you can say, okay, we are at that three day mark. Um, or, you know, we're just, you know, we've, it's been like a few hours since, you know, upload, whatever. Um, and, you know, typically when I have this many impressions, my click through rate is way better. Um, and right now, since it's not, then in that case, um, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and change it because historically on my channel, my videos that typically do well, or my typical, my videos just when I publish them, you know, my click through rate is at least this. So, because of that, if you do notice that it's you know low in a particular traffic source than target that you're targeting, then in that case you'd want to make that update. Like once you notice that you're that you're coming in extremely low. Um, let's see here. Next up on our list, it's a good question. Um, we got just notified. Just notified says, uh, let's see here. Let me go full screen with this. Definitely not as fluid. So um, let's see here. So the type of channel is financial independence. The goal of the channel is inspiration for better quality of life, super cool. Um, if there's an immediate flat line following a sharp push of impressions, can the video have another big push or is it done? My last videos um, after a heavy push with uh, decent stats, 12% CTR, six percent retition. Six minute average watch time. Um, last videos after a heavy push with decent stats. Okay, so um, if it just completely flat lines, I mean, you know, it, it can, I, like, here's the thing. With any video on YouTube, it can start picking up at any moment in time. YouTube can test it against a particular audience they think is going to be a good candidate for it. If that audience starts responding, then a video can just take off out of nowhere. You'll, you'll hear people talk about that all the time. Um, however, if, you put out a video, and you know the impressions that you're getting on it. Um, even though you have a 12% click-through rate, I'm not sure how many impressions you got. Um, that information would have been great. Um, but like, uh, you know, like a 12% CTR might seem good, um, and it is, you know, good. But um, but if you have, you know, 100 impressions, then a 12% CTR, you know, isn't that fantastic. Um, same exact thing with the retention you know and all of that because you know, like as you get more activity more impressions and all of that it becomes increasingly more difficult to to, to maintain those higher numbers um, but but the amount of impressions that you have on this would be a, a huge factor on you know if this is actually good or not. But, um, but one thing that you want to do is if you do see it, you know, flatline like that, um, I would go in and I would change things up. So I would like, you know, like if I just completely flatlined and I was flatlined for, you know, a little bit of time, let's say um, like a 48 or 24 hour period. Then in that case, I would go in, I would update my title, update my description um, just a little bit. Um, I would update my thumbnail and hopefully YouTube will show it to, you know, more people to test out those changes so that you can hopefully get people to, you know, to, to respond better to it. Lee's Monique fonts thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. Those are always appreciated. Thank you very much. So uh, let's hear. So next up on the uh, list here, we're on number thirteen already. So we're, we're we're cruising right through these. So just as a heads up, if you're just joining the stream right now, um, we are talking about YouTube and YouTube related things, all things related to being a content creator. Um, this entire stream is driven by the questions that are asked. I have a form in the description um, where people are putting their questions into, and we're just answering them in, in the order that they come in. Um, right now, we don't have a ton of questions. Still, um, we should be able to get through uh, you know all of the ones that are here on this list right now. So if you have a question, go ahead and get it in there, and you know. And there's a really good chance that we'll be able to get it answered here on the stream today. That's probably only going to work for the next probably like 30 minutes or so. Um, so if you are hanging out in the stream right now, if you want your question answered, um, then I would, I would get it in there right now um, so that we can make sure that, you know, that, that we can hopefully get to it um, on the stream today. Because we're already 13 in. Um, so we'll definitely be able to get through the list that's in there right now as, the, you know, as I'm saying this. So let uh, so here. So next up, we've got... Um, All Terrain Action says that they upload when they have time. The type of channel is an adventure and camping channel. And let me grab this and slide it down. And uh, the goal of the channel is to show you a camp and a four-wheel drive with a budget using highly underrated vehicles. That sounds super fun. Um, The question, how important is social media when it comes to the value of a YouTube channel's discovery and growth? Um, You can completely blow up a YouTube channel and not have any other social um, any other social channels at all. So in terms of the importance of it, so here's just some things to think about. So when it comes to um, the other social media platforms, um, if you are having trouble growing on YouTube, you're probably gonna have trouble growing on Twitter too. Um, if you're having trouble growing on YouTube and Twitter, you're probably gonna have you know trouble growing on you know, some of the other things also. Um, um, so because of that, when it comes to driving people to your YouTube channel, um, one of the things that, um, that is really important to make sure that you keep in mind as a content creator is you need to be able to get the, the activity on YouTube. right? So a lot of people will lean on trying to grow their YouTube channel by having like a Twitter account or even a TikTok account. And they'll start doing well on TikTok but then they'll still keep having trouble, you know, on YouTube. And they try, you know, in all their videos, trying to get people over to YouTube. And some people will trickle over. But the thing to think about is, like, if somebody's on TikTok, they're on TikTok because they want to be on TikTok. So they got to really be into your stuff to want to leave TikTok and go follow you on YouTube. And I, I follow, I'm sure you know people in here have too. I followed like a nice amount of people from you know on YouTube from TikTok because I'm on YouTube more than I'm on TikTok. So because of that, I have followed people you know here that are over there. Um, however. If you can get people to respond well on YouTube, just like you know, if you get people to respond well on TikTok, you TikTok's gonna show you to more people. YouTube's the same exact way. Um, the, the the main difference is that, you know, over there, you don't have to actually get people to click. You just have to make good video content and that's it. Um, here you also have to learn how to get people to click unless you're trying to use YouTube shorts as the way to, you know, bring attention to what it is that you're doing. So um because of that. It's just important to know that you do not need other social media accounts, but they are convenient to have. Um, And they're, they're, they're valuable as well, because if as you're growing your YouTube channel, you're also growing some of these other social media platforms, when you get to the point in your social media career, so to speak, where you are going to start working with sponsors and things like that, When you also have a following on Twitter, you also have a following on Instagram, you also have a following on TikTok, then those are more assets that you have that you can leverage when it comes to the deals that you're putting together if you start working with sponsors. So because of that um, you know having those other things in place are great for that Um, they're also great when it comes to just interaction so for example I'm really active on Twitter I I go on Twitter almost every day I'm active on Reddit um, as well but on Reddit it's not like you know everything else where you get like followers and stuff I mean you can technically but that's not like the push there but um, but on Twitter you know I I use that as a way to um, just interact with people so you know like people will share the stream out so when they share the stream out then I'll be on Twitter later um, either later tonight after the stream or tomorrow Tomorrow, you know, when I get on my phone, um, I'll be in there, you know, thanking people for sharing the stream, stuff like that. I have people, you know, shoot me DMs. I'll, you know, talk to people or answer questions in DMs sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes people will just have a question that somebody else is posting. You know, like, hey, um, you know, this person's having this problem. Maybe, you know, Nick will know something about it. And then, you know, I'll be able to go and reply that way. So it's a great tool. Twitter is. A great tool for that additional interaction with you know the people that are into you know the type of content that you make, um, or the, or your content you know in general. So um, so because of that, I do encourage you to have those other social media outlets. And if you are trying to build a brand online, um, if you do have a name like in your case, All Terrain Action, um, I would try to get All Terrain Action. Um, on Twitter. I would try to get it on TikTok. I would get the URL here on YouTube. I would, I would secure that everywhere that you think that you could possibly upload to in the future for the sake of just making sure that you have it for the sake of the brand. And then if you decide to, then you can you know start using any of those platforms at any time that you want to. But in terms of them being a requirement or necessary, absolutely not. They're just kind of like icing on the cake to help you communicate more with your community, or in some cases, to just repurpose some of the YouTube content or something like that. Great point right here, um, genealogy with Amy Johnson Crow says um, it's also important to think about where your target audience is hanging out. Absolutely, without question. So you know if you do find that you know, like a majority of the people that you're trying to reach are on Facebook, then you know creating a Facebook page, trying to reach them there, uploading native content to Facebook um, as well is definitely something that you would want to do in that case. Or anything, anywhere, TikTok, you know, based on you know whatever. Um, but you know, thinking about where they're at. Thanks for uh, thanks for that addition, Amy. I appreciate it. Uh, next up on our list here, we've got Tarot with Ruby. What's up, Ruby? Hope you're doing awesome. Um, let's see here. Let me snap this into here so I can go full screen with it. What a weird issue this is. So uh, let's see here. I'm not saying your question. I'm just saying like the tech thing that I'm uh, that I'm running into that I'm running into here. Hold on, really quick. Let me um, copy this. Let me just paste it into here and see if this will do it this way. Still not doing it. Yeah, so I'm just having this weird display problem when it comes to actually scrolling down the screen for some weird reason. Tested everything else; everything else worked fine. But the, but then but now the computer's like, "Oh, hey, we we got a new one for you. Let's see you troubleshoot this one while you're live." So. Uh, So the type of channels, uh, tarot chats and tarot readings. Um, The goal of the channel is to offer insights through my readings and make reading the tarot accessible and easy for everybody. The question, I want to do more live streams, but I'm struggling to shape them into something that will um, add actual value to my viewers after the stream. I was thinking of doing live tarot readings for viewers, but that doesn't add value after the live besides potentially creating fear of missing out for those who missed it maybe i could combine them with readings for the collective um at the start of the stream that i can unlist and then edit into a valuable video Another idea is live unboxings of new decks um, i've also been thinking of multi-streaming to twitch and youtube to broaden my audience while uh, without keeping anything from my existing youtube audience what do you think is the best way to go about live streams with my channel topic and still add value after the live thanks so much so this is a really good question so first off how many people here are live streamers um, just because this is going to add value to uh, you know to everybody that's live streaming. So um, how many people here are um, live streamers? If you're a live streamer, just say me. But um, but when it comes to um, deciding, you know, the value that you're going to add through your stream, I, I know exactly what you're talking about in terms of like the replay, right? Because here, this is one of those situations as well to where I'm answering all these questions. They they relate to a lot of people. However, um, it's still something to wear on the replay. You might feel that you're kind of, you know, missing out on like the the vibe of, you know, what it is it going on here? Because, you know, the chat's moving. We got, you know, conversations going on, you know, in the chat and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, people can definitely get that FOMO. So if you are watching this and you have that FOMO, join us at 9 a.m. Eastern or uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, uh, 9, 10, 11 Eastern, all the way up to like 11 or 12 here next Saturday. (laughs) But anyway, um, when it comes to the replay though, um, you know, I think the idea that you have in terms of making like a general reading at the front and then cutting off the end stuff would be great. Um, Another thing you can do is you can do that live stream. You can either record it locally if you use something like StreamYard, they'll record it for you in their cloud. Um, Or, you know, based on your computer specs and all that, you might be able to record it directly to your computer. Um, And then you can actually just unlist the live stream and then you can just cut up some of the content that would add value and then republish that as a new video to your channel. Um, you could definitely do it that way um, doing the the unboxings things like that I think that's a really good call um, on the video content side of things but another thing I would do is I would experiment because you might find that when you do leave it listed that people do come in and they do watch it just because they want to you know Um, you know, they're interested in the reading side of things, even if it doesn't necessarily relate to them. So I would experiment with putting a few out if you haven't already, just for the sake of seeing if people do respond to them. But if they don't, then in that case, then I would go in and I would either, you know, repurpose some of the content in terms of making it unlisted and then putting out a fresh video or just cut out highlights of it. Or um, you know, just kind of front load the content that would be good for the general audience on the replay, and then you know, cut everything off um, at the end, and then just leave it that way. So I I think the approach that you're taking and the view that you're seeing it with, I think all of that is, I I think you're on the right path there. Um, But I would definitely, you know, experiment. um, I would definitely experiment there. So um, really quick, we had some super chats come in. I'm going to address really quick before we hop into the uh, next questions here. So I just want to make sure I got everybody uh, covered. Man, I haven't scroll things here too. What is going on? Okay, let me do this. I wonder if I just... There we go. I'm. I'm. I'm okay. I, I think I found a workaround here. So no matter how far I'm. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Now let's open this. Oops.
1: If you're enjoying the show, remember to
0: give it a okay, thumbs up and
1: share it with okay. a friend.
0: Yeah. That right works. now. Okay. okay. I think I might've just fixed that problem I was having. Okay, so um, the first thing really quick here, um, from Los Curry, thank you for the super chat. It says, when live streaming on your main channel, um, do you recommend unlisting live or can you keep it up without hurting the channel? Live streaming two times per week. Um, so if you are getting a good response from your live streams in terms of, you know, people are coming in, they're interacting with them, you're staying on topic based on the things that you talk about in your channel, you structure your live stream in a way to where it is good on the replay. Um, in terms of, you know, you don't have a bunch of like space-filling things that that, you know, would make somebody be like, oh, I don't even know what's going on here or, you know, this is getting really slow to get into it, you have like countdown timers, things like that, Um, then in that case you want to unlist it. Um, Or restructure how it is that you're doing your live stream. Um, If you leave it on your channel though, it's fine as long as people, you know, as long as people responded to it. But even if they don't respond to it, like directly, it's still not going to negatively impact like the last video that you published. It's just people will stop responding to your live streams. At least people that are coming into them and not enjoying the replay, um, they'll they'll just stop responding to them when when they show them. So you can see my um, channel is a good example of this. So I leave mine up. Um, I've experimented back and forth several times throughout the years um, in terms of leaving them listed, leaving them un, um, unlisted, and I haven't found one one difference in either you know like I haven't seen a gain or a loss even small in in either direction um anytime I've experimented with that so you know as long as you are consistent in the value that you're providing through um your video content and your live streams you should be fine leaving them up but one thing that I do recommend is if you look at my YouTube channel page right now, um, your YouTube channel page is basically where you know, like if somebody's enjoying your content. Like if you're watching this right now, you can click on my my uh, you know my channel name, and then you can it'll land you on my channel page. So one thing that I do there is I have a custom playlist. Um, Instead of just my default uploads playlist, I have a custom playlist at the top that says, you know, like Nick Niman's recent videos or something like that. Um, And the reason that I have that custom playlist is so I can exclude my live streams from that playlist. So for the people that land on my channel page on a mobile device, the first content they see is only content that they can get the value from the fastest, you know, the fastest, and it's also low commitment content. It's not three hours, it's, you know, like uh, five to 10 minute, maybe 15 in some cases, um, content that they see there. Um, so I would definitely do that um, for the sake of you know that that uh, user experience, but in terms of it hurting the channel you'll be fine as long as people, you know, respond to the content. But just keep in mind, if, if people, you know, they have a really high response to your video content, in some cases, they can also, like, you can get a lot of, you can get a lot of views on live streams, um, on the replay, but you just have to make sure that you are, you know, structuring things in, in the right way. You gotta make sure that you are, you know, titling things and, and and adding a thumbnail in the right way. So, like, a lot of people, when it comes to live streams, they'll just use templates. As a matter of fact, I got lazy in this thumbnail, and I used the same, you know, thing that I used uh, la- the, the, the last stream, but I have been changing my thumbnails up, you know, from time to time in the streams to see if I can find one that you guys respond to more than the others. But um but the idea is that you know you do need to work on you know that side of things and deciding. Like okay, am I doing this live stream for the purpose? And this is another really important part of this. Is is understanding why it is that you're live streaming. So if you are live streaming for the purpose of you know creating that connection with the people that are interacting with your content, then it doesn't matter if it ends up doing great you know long term for that live stream, as long as you're making that connection because that's the purpose of the content. Whereas if you're live streaming for the sake of growing your YouTube channel, then you have to take a different approach to that to make sure that it is you know uh, you know that that they do have direct value that you're hooking people things like that on the replay. Um, so, that you're structuring your stream so that when they do come in on the replay, you know, you have all those things in place, just like it was a piece of video content, so that somebody's more likely to continue watching that replay. So, hopefully, that makes sense. Um, next up, we've got uh, Real Ken Fu. Super Thanks for chat. the um, super sticker. I appreciate it. Science based fitness. What's up, man? Super nice chat. to see you so, Did you see Nate from Channel Maker's video on mental health? It was great, and I wanted to know what your thoughts on the mental health side of YouTube. So, yeah, um, this has actually come up um, a few times um, recently. I did see uh, Nate's video, and um, it's unfortunate that Nate is um, going through that right now. And um, it's unfortunate that you know that it that it um, you know went to the extremes that it did. But you know, um, in his defense, um, you know that is part of the gig. Um, in terms of like, there's a lot of content creators um, who do go through massive burnout. Some will end up going through depression. Um, some will you know go through all kinds of things emotionally, based on you know the the requirement that is that is you know based on what you have to do here to be a, success, a successful content creator. So when it comes to the mental health side of YouTube. Um, or just being a content creator, like when you first get started, um, like everything, like you're just on fire because you're like super excited about, you know, everything it is that you're doing. Um, You know, it's, it's like a new experience. You're like, you got, you're just exploding with video ideas and you're you're learning how to make everything better. So you're just constantly seeing these improvements and all this, but then you, you hit like a, like a certain point to where all of a sudden it's like, okay, um, it's not new anymore. It's just what I do now. So then that kind of new polish kind of wears off. It's still, you know, it's still cool and it's still exciting and you still can enjoy doing it, but it's just that new thing kind of, you know, wears off a little bit. So that takes off just a little bit of the shine. And then you start having the pressure as your channel starts doing better. You start having the pressure of like, okay, now I gotta make sure that I'm, you know, consistently uploading or I'm at least uploading enough to, you know, keep people engaged and all that. So then you start rubbing off a little bit more of that shine because then you start feeling some of that pressure that comes with that growth that, you know, that happens on the the other side. And then as a, as a part of all of those things you also have we we're actually talking about this in the membership group last night um but basically you also have another side of things which is you know you're doing youtube plus you're doing you know some of you are in school some of you have jobs that you have to show up to and you know you spend a lot of the energy you know in your daytime um to where you know you're you're you know you go to school and you go to job and you're using up all you know a lot of that brain power and then you come home and you know your brain is like, oh sweet, let's just relax. And you're like, sorry, brain, we got work to do. And then you know, you kind of double task, and you know you're kind of you know pulling the night owl thing, and you're you know making sure that you're getting the content out. Over time, that can take its toll. In some cases, it's required for a period of time, but it you know it, it can definitely take its toll. And when you don't give yourself that break or the break that you need. Then you know, then it can really start you know jumping on your back and really start taking you down. Um, I've went through burnout a couple times um, myself um, as well, you know, on my YouTube channel. And you know, sometimes you just have to just make that call in terms of like, okay, you know what, I'm just going to upload less, or I'm going to you know take like a, I'm going to start you know trying to optimize how I'm doing things for the sake of making sure that I'm not spending you know every waking moment you know trying to do the thing Um, and those types of things in order to try to give yourself balance. Because you know, when it comes to doing all this stuff. A lot of times, content creators will just go all in, especially once it gets to the point where you're making enough money from like ad revenue or ad revenue and other ways that you're monetizing on YouTube, to where it's like, hey, I'm going all in on this. And then, you know, one of the things that you might not be prepared for is, you know, when you when you have a job um, and you show up to that job. Um, at a certain time, you can clock out, and you don't have to think about that job anymore, unless you have a horrible job and they're trying to like contact you all the time and get you to do extra stuff. But you know, there there comes a certain time in the day to where you can just mentally clock out, and it's like you know, hey, I don't have to think about that anymore. I can go home, hang out with my family, and things like that. Some people can are really good at that. You know, regardless of what it is that they do, they have that moment in time to where they just they they uh, they mentally clock out from their job. However, a problem with being a content creator and, you know, just being, you know, like an entrepreneurial minded person is that you don't ever really get the opportunity to clock out in some cases, depending on your personality. So if you have one of those personalities to where you never get to clock out, that means that you're sitting there watching a movie and you're watching that movie, and you see something in the movie, and you're like, oh man, that's a really good idea, I should make a video about that, or I should, and, and it starts, you know, kind of cranking off all these thoughts, to where like all of a sudden you go into work mode again when you're just sitting there trying to enjoy a movie. Um, or you see like this design, you know, you're out in the world, and you see this like advertisement somewhere, you're like, man, that, that would look awesome as a thumbnail. And then, you know, you're taking pictures of it and all, and all that, and you're interrupting that that moment for the, the the thought of, you know, of your, you know, work-related stuff. So, you know, it can really start, you know, being um, intrusive, um, you know, in into your life so to speak if you don't you know keep a handle on it or if you just don't have the personality type that allows you to keep a handle on it and therefore you're constantly thinking about you know work related stuff so when it comes to the mental health side of things, it's no joke, and it's really important for you know everybody as content creators to make sure that you are giving yourself the the space that you need um, in order to do the thing that you want to do. Because sustainability is a huge thing um, on YouTube. Like if you want to if you want to do this for you know a decent period of time successfully, then you know you have to make sure that you are pacing yourself. Um, I was given that advice, I didn't take it, and I and I ended up going through you know similar things that Nate went through, um, and you know because of that, you know it's like it's 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 like. You know, you have to build that sustainability into your into the whole project because if you don't, you'll end up you'll end up in that situation. Great question, though, and I'm glad that you brought it up. Thank you. So um, let's see here. So next up on our um, next up on our list here, we have. Cool, I got the scroll working now. We've got embroidery sewing and um, quilting is the channel name. The they upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for one year or more. Um, it's a craft and how to channel. The goal of the channels to gain subscribers and someday get four thousand watch hours. The question is, when you look at your stats, how long does it take to open the section when your viewers are online? Mine always say not enough data. Yeah, mine's there like you know always. Um, so, so. If you're still trying to get four thousand hours of watch time youtube just might not have enough data yet to give you any like really really solid accurate information there um see so a rock climbing grandma says wishes life was not so tiring so i could youtube more yep a lot you know th- that's a common thing you know for for you know for a lot of people you know and and, and here's the funny thing right there's a lot there's a there's a lot of people that in their brain they have the idea of like man if i could just wake up and just make videos all day that would be awesome and it is right it is it's awesome but you know that thing you know it can also come at a cost because then you're thinking about it all day right <laughs> and then it you know takes the you know that that energy that it takes can you know detract from some of the energy that you're giving other things so it's really important to make sure that as you are you know progressing on this journey maintain your hobbies maintain your relationships maintain those things and make sure that you are you know putting that priority on those things so really quick colors of hope welcome to the nimanati Welcome to the Niminati. Make sure when you get the chance, um, make sure that you go to nimanvip.com. That is our members-only Facebook group. Um, if you go there um, and you fill out the information, it's going to redirect you to our Facebook group. If you Fill out that information before the stream is over today. Um, then I can um, get you in there after the stream is complete, and um, and uh, and then we can uh, get you into that group. But you got to go over there and you got to you know fill out that information so that I can um, so that I can uh, you know confirm that you're a member before you uh get in there and you are like i see it here but uh but but uh if you put that in there then i'll know because i i basically verify everybody before i let them in um so next up on our list here we've got um this is Cr- uh Cr- crit scout crit scout uh yt if i'm saying that right if i'm not i apologize Um, they do gaming content. The goal of the channel is trying to grow 500 subs by the end of the year. The question is how to grow as a gaming channel without playing the trendy games. Um... Step one would be to make content that is um, some of your content that is help content in terms of, you know, you're helping people solve problems in the games because those types of content, um, it's easy to see the potential value that somebody might get out of that, which in turn can increase your chance of somebody clicking on it um, because then you're literally helping people solve problems within the game. And making that is just one of the things that you do on your channel so that you use that as a doorway to get people into your channel. And then you also, you know, if you're doing like let's plays and stuff, um, then in that case, you can, you know, connect with those people that are already interested in that game. Um, now, that doesn't mean that those people aren't gonna necessarily be interested in watching you play the game. So you gotta be really careful, you know, in terms of like, okay, the, 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 the help content that I'm making, even though it's bringing in viewers, if those people aren't hanging out in my, you know, in my streams when I'm playing the game or, or they're not watching my Let's Plays, um, then in that case, either one, I'm gonna double down on that for the sake of growing the channel, or two, I'm just gonna stop doing it and I'm just going to, you know, very slowly grow the Let's Plays um, if that is what it is that you're doing on your channel. But the the help content, in terms of you know making the content that helps people solve problems, is just kind of like a low hanging fruit. That's like a for any type of content, uh, not any, but most types of content, that's just like a really easy way to uh, to make content that adds value to people that will cause them to come in and also cause them to subscribe because of that value that they're getting. Team lit gaming. Welcome to the Niminati. Welcome to the Niminati. Same with you. Make sure when you get the chance, you go to niminvip.com, Redirect you to our Facebook group. Fill out all the information on the way in because that's how I verify that you are a member. If you can do that before the stream is over today, then I will get you in there as soon as the stream is complete today. Grabster. What's up, man? Hope you're doing awesome. Nice to see you in here. It's been a while. Uh, let's see here. There's that. There's that. Take that back. Okay. So next up on our list here, um, we've got... We are on number seventeen now. So uh, let's see. We've got CG one one three Tamil Gaming, and they do daily content. They've been on making videos for one year or more. They do live. They have a live Let's Play channel. The goal of the channel is to make money off of gaming content that's fulfilling to both me and the viewers. The question: How to succeed with a new idea niche that hasn't been tried before by anyone else? Um, So you got to you got to put it out there. Um, You got to put it out there and see how people respond to it. So in terms of, you know, how to succeed with it, the very first thing you want to do is you want to give yourself the best possible chance of succeeding by doing a little bit of research to see if doing something similar to what it is that you're doing is something that people are interested in um, at large around the topic of the games that you're playing. So, for example, go into Facebook group. Um, go into a subreddit um, or any uh, any discords, anything like that around the game and start asking questions about, don't tell them exactly what it is that you're doing, but just start asking questions related to the, the idea that you have and just try to get a general feel on like, hey, is this something that people would be interested in um, in there? And if so, then that would give you the green light to go ahead and you know put it out there or just go ahead and put it out there anyway. Um, but one of the things when you do those types of things in terms of hopping on Reddit um, and asking a question or trying to get some feedback there or Facebook or Discord or wherever is that you're doing it is also pay really close attention to the language that people are using when they you know give you feedback on that because you might be able to use some of that language when it comes to crafting your title if you end up using any words in your thumbnail when it comes to actually introducing the thing that you are going to be showing them um you know when you do start getting that feedback um definitely make sure that you are you know kind of noting some of the language that they're using as well um let's see here i am grabster doing fantastic man thank you um thank you for thank you for that um, Team Lit Gaming says, "What's Super up, Nick? Chat. It's uh, Tana. So lit. Hey, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing awesome. Um, this is my gaming channel, and it's my birthday. Happy birthday to you! So, uh, so D and I made all these videos about a uh, um, for a Nimanati birthday song. We never put it together." um hopefully we will one day um but uh but yeah super awesome idea and i would love to play it for you right now but i can't so just happy birthday uh to you if we can get a happy birthday for him that would be awesome um here in the chat right now if you could just drop a happy birthday for tana here from team lit gaming happy birthday man uh not sure how old you are but uh but i wish you a lot more years however old you are (laughs) so uh so next up here on our list we're on number 18 now cruising right through these we've got uh the name of the channel is Bar- uh, Barbadian 261. Barbadian 261 says that they do one time per week or more is their upload schedule. Um, the type of channel is locks channel transitioning to a plant care channel. I'm not sure what locks are. Um, the goal of the channel says I love teaching, learning, and the income is a plus. The question, I started my YouTube channel back in 2009 or so as a hobby over the years. My vids were about um, lock journey and life. I'm not sure what that is. Um, I currently have 19,000 subscribers and I've transitioned to more plant care. I want to change my channel name, which is basically a combination of where I am, Barbados, and my uh, graduating class number to something else that speaks more to my brand. Most people mispronounce it anyway and say Barbarian instead of Barbadian. Is that a good idea or should I start a whole new channel? So I think a bigger issue that you might um, have to deal with here is going from one type of content to another type of content. Um, So like, for example, if you are... They raise and lower boats and ships. Okay, thank you for that, um, Trish. So if you are um, if you are making content that a certain you know crowd would resonate with, and you completely change directions, you can. Um, but one thing that you can end up doing there is you can end up still getting viewership from that other content, and then eventually turning it into confusion to where people you know subscribe for one type of content because they are coming in from like your archive and then you know when you publish new content YouTube starts showing some of it to them and they don't respond so therefore it hurts your click-through rate or they really loved your content if you happen to be in your thumbnails and they see it to you then they click on it anyway and they start watching and like hey this isn't really what I thought it was going to be and then they end up leaving the video because of that and um, they end up unsubscribing you know those sorts of things so I would just make sure that you're just just understand, I mean, of course you know that, but but pivoting is something you can absolutely do. But in your case, if you have 19,000 subscribers there, if they're active in terms of, you know, they're engaged and, you know, you're continually growing that channel um, and you keep people having, you know, people keep coming back to, you know, your channel, out of that nineteen thousand subscribers, um, then in that particular case, I, I would consider starting a new channel um, or just just completely one hundred percent pivot. And as you start having some content that performs well in the plants, uh, you know, content, I would start unlisting some of the content that's bringing in the wrong audience um, and. And do that when you start having some of the plant content start to do better. Um, but keep in mind that transition can be a, a relatively slow transition because YouTube has a pretty good understanding of who the right people are for your content. Um, that's why you're able to grow your channel to 19,000 subscribers because they know who to show the content to. That's going to re- that's going to be the most likely to respond to it, and they do. And that's how you've been able to grow the channel. So what's going to happen is you are, as you start walking down this new path, then you're going to have to, YouTube is going to have to find the audience for that new plant content that you're making. So it can happen, you know, it can happen quickly if like the, the plant content that you're putting out is like really good and people start responding to it right away. But as people start responding to that content, I would start unlisting some of the other content so that you can make sure that you're growing the right audience in the new direction. Um let's see here. So Simply Lessa, so really quick. Um Real Kenfu. Thank you chat. for the uh super sticker. I appreciate it. And also Simply Lessa, welcome to the Nimanati. Make sure when you get the chance you go to VIP.com. That's gonna redirect you to our members-only Facebook group, fill out all the information on the way in, um, and because that's how I verify that you're a member. If you can do that before the stream is over today, then, um, then I can go ahead and uh, get you um, approved and get you in there um, for the uh, for the weekend. So uh, next up on our list here, we've got, uh, run number 19 is the question that we're on. This is from um, Amy Johnson, Genealogy with Amy Johnson Crow. Um, she uploads one time per week or more educational content. The goal of the channel is to show and inspire people to trace their family history and build my business. The question, is consistency and thumbnail style important? I'm trying to find something that resonates with my audience, but I can't find a style that consistently works. Effectiveness is way more important. So, you know, the branding side of things, there is an advantage to that in terms of being able to make things look a certain way so people can recognize it. Um, However, the most important thing is effectiveness. So I would look for patterns and things that, you know, in terms of like, these are the colors I'm using, these are the imagery, you know, the types of imagery that I'm focusing on. This is, you know, the structure of the thumbnail itself. And I would start looking for, you know, those things on your higher performing thumbnails. Um, And I would just try to go really uh, hard, so to speak, on just the effectiveness of it more importantly than the branding because at the end of the day, if YouTube is showing your content to them, um, it doesn't matter if they recognize that it's branded or not. Um, if it's something that they're actually interested in, now the branding side can be important. Um, you know, once people come in, they start watching your videos on a regular basis and they're loving them. Um, then it helps them, you know, identify that it's yours. That's why people will typically put themselves in the thumbnail after a certain period of time because then it helps people identify, like, oh, hey, it's this content creator that I love, so I'm going to go in there and, and I'm going to watch their, you know, I'm going to watch this video of theirs. Um, so. You might want to consider doing something like that with your thumbnails in terms of putting you in there. Or I mean, you can also do other fun things. Like you can put, you know, just like a little, you know, a little triangle down in the corner to where it just has, you know, like a like a little logo, a little icon um, of sorts, you know, in there. Something like that, just to help people recognize that it's yours. Or even just like a little color triangle, and that's the only thing that you have down there um, that helps people, you know, recognize that it's yours. But everything else is the normal thumbnail that you do. But, um, but. Effectiveness over branding, um, always. So, like, if you are still trying to, you know, get everything to be as effective as possible, don't even worry about the branding side yet. Um, just, just focus on like, hey, I need to get people, you know, clicking on these thumbnails. I need to make sure that these thumbnails I'm putting out are effective. And then once over time, once you do start like, okay, every time I do a thumbnail like this, people typically respond to it. As long as you know the topic is solid, then in that case, um, then that's where you can start thinking about the branding because then you have the proof of. These are the things people you know, typically respond to on my channel, so I need to make sure that I'm incorporating some of these if I do do things in a branded way. Um, let's see here, real Ken Fu. Welcome to the Niminati. Same with you, make sure you go to niminvip.com um, when you get the chance, I'm gonna redirect you to our Facebook group, fill out all the information on the way in um, so that I can verify that you are a member here after the stream today, and I will get you in there um, once our stream is complete today. Um, let's see here. Stormy Skyrail Production says, uh, "Member for two months. Thanks so much for the great information on growing our YouTube channel. We passed a thousand subscribers this week. High five this month to you. High five this month. We'll do it up here. Congratulations. <laughs> do it here too. Congratulations to you uh, for uh, for your first one thousand subscribers. Look, here's the thing. If you've gotten a thousand subscribers on your YouTube channel." You can get ten thousand subscribers. You can get hundred thousand subscribers. Like you're, you have proof of concept, right? Like people are responding to what it is that you're doing. You've been able to cross that milestone, so you can you can grow your channel. Like you can just keep growing it until you until you just don't want to do it anymore. So like you have the proof of concept. What it is that you're doing is working. Um, now you just have to use the information that YouTube is giving you and your analytics to you know steer the ship in the right way, and um, and you and, and you'll do you'll do fine. Congratulations on your first one thousand. Uh, so here, next up on the list. Number 20. All right, we just came through this uh, threshold here. So, number 20, we've got Tiger Gams. Tiger Gams says that they upload when they have time. They're on a PC. The type of channel is a Clipster list in general gaming. Um, The goal of the channel is because I wish I was a popular person. And the question is, why does nobody watch me? Um, So, you know, there's a lot of reasons that people don't watch content creators. Typically, it comes down to you just not um, having the ability yet to get people to click on on your stuff. So, that means, you know, designing a thumbnail that is effective for the people that you're trying to reach, writing that are compelling for the people that you're trying to reach, um, that's step one. If you can do that, then you'll have some views coming in initially, and then it, the the next part of that step will be how do people respond to the actual video content. But if nobody's coming into what it is that you're doing, then in that case, you know, you're know, you just not able to get people to click yet. But if you are able to get people to click, you are seeing some activity, then in that case, then it's gonna come down to you being able to put together you know, good video content. The, 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 the truth that we all have to understand as content creators is that we are only rewarded on all the content that we put out it doesn't matter what platform it is on the on you know what app or what you know what website it is um, we are only rewarded by how people respond to what it is that we're doing. That's it. If people don't respond to what it is that we're doing, then our videos won't perform well. Um, if it's based on the topic and they don't respond because of the topic, then we have to learn from that. Um, if it's based on how we're packaging it up in terms of the topic title and the thumbnail, um, then you know, if people aren't responding to that, then we have to learn from that. We have to try to make it better. If people aren't responding at the video content level, then we have to learn from that. This, this is why. YouTube gives us our YouTube analytics, right? Um, Because it helps us be able to identify how people are responding to all different aspects of what it is that we're doing. And the better you get at getting people to respond to what it is that you're doing, the better your channel is going to go. So it's not a problem with you. um, It's just that you're way early in the process. Like when it comes to YouTube, um, for those of you that are just getting started, when it comes to YouTube, if you are, or when you are, I should say, When you're just getting started, YouTube is like anything else. It's like any sport that you're going to play. It's like any other skill that you're going to develop, any new hobby that you're going to go into. When you first start, there's stuff you got to learn. And if you want to excel at that sport, that hobby, that new thing that you're getting into, then you have to learn the things about it and you have to learn how to do the stuff. Um, YouTube is the same exact way. So if you're not getting that response yet, it doesn't mean you suck. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get the response in the future. It just means that you have to go through that process just like everybody else does when it, when it comes to you know, getting people to respond to what it is that you're doing. So um, So don't be discouraged by it because you're saying, like, why does nobody watch me? So, um, so don't get discouraged by it. Just keep in mind that you know that if you aren't getting people to respond yet. That you just need to, you know, keep going through the process of learning and applying the things that you learn until you get to the point that you do get people to respond to what it is that you're doing. Um, another thing that I would encourage you um, to do, like I, lo- I love your transparency. You're like, hey, I just want to do this because I want to be a popular person. Um, but one thing that I do encourage you to do is to find something else um, to drive you. So the 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 desire to be popular, like that 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 that's you know one thing, and that's you know obviously something that you're trying to do. However, um, one thing that I would also do as part of that is I would try to, um, you know, I would try to attach, you know, additional goals to it that aren't only based on popularity. Because if you only base it on the popularity side of things, then that can end up, you know, long term that can end up really doing a number um, on your brain. So I do encourage you to also have, you know, some additional, you know, goals that you're that you're carrying with you that you're trying to accomplish um, in addition to, you know, becoming a, a you know, a, a, a popular content creator. Next up, number 21, we've got all things home with Kiva. All things home with Kiva says they've been on YouTube for less than a year. The type of channel is home decor, clean home. And the goal of the channel is to build a foundation that will turn into revenue. The question is, I have 56 videos on my channel, two are between one1,000 to 5,000 views. all else 86 to 230 views. What possibly happened to get me the views that are higher than now? Okay. So here are the things that cause videos to perform better than other videos. One is the topic. This is the most important thing, the topic itself. Because if your topic sucks, you can have an awesome thumbnail, but just the topic itself isn't something people are interested in. So the very first thing that you have to you have to look at is what were these videos about compared to what these other videos are about. So that's number one. Second, you gotta make sure that you're going in your analytics and you're comparing videos against each other. Um, There's literally a button inside of your advanced analytics to where you can pick one of your videos and then you can click compare. And when you click compare, it's gonna start showing you different metrics that you choose or different analytics that you choose, different stats that you choose on one of your other videos. And you'll be able to start comparing them and you'll be able to see, oh, interesting. When YouTube's showing this one on home pages, it looks like people are actually clicking on this one a lot more compared to some of these other videos I'm doing. When people are watching this from home pages on this video that's performing better, people are watching for a lot longer. They're actually making it to the end of this video. Um, and then it looks like my click my end screen click-through right here, it looks like a lot of people are actually making it past the end of my video and they're clicking into another video from from the end of my video. And that's causing YouTube to get more watch time, and therefore YouTube is showing my content to more people because people are responding to it in terms of clicking on it and watching it and watching more content and so on at a higher rate than the other videos that you're putting out. So look at those things um, when it comes to why, you know, some of your videos are doing better than other videos, because at the end of the day, it comes down to how people are responding to them. But at the very core or the very you know top level of that is the topic of the video itself. So you have to make sure the topic is a good fit for the people that you're trying to reach and it's something that you know people are actually interested in. Um, and you have to make sure it's clear that it's about that topic. And that's where your thumbnail and title do come in. Is you know, like if you could have like a really awesome topic, but then your thumbnail is like, I can't believe this happened. And it's just a picture of you going like this, right? And then there's like no real context in the in the title because the title says something like you know like holy cow it really happened, right? There's like zero context there in terms of like what could possibly be behind that click. So you got to make sure that you know even that the topic itself is somewhat clear um, or or very clear from the um, from the outside. And by the outside, I mean before somebody clicks on it. Like let's say that your content shows up on somebody's homepage or suggested next to another video or in search or in their mobile feed. Like you like it's gotta be clear um, to them what it is that they might get out of the video. Or at least create the curiosity that makes them want to click on it um, to see what it is they're gonna get out of that video. Freaking awesome. Nice to see you in here. Hope you're doing great. Um, let's see here. Next up, we've got, we're on number 22 now. If you're just joining us if you are just hanging out here if you are just entering the stream right now i do want to let you know that we're talking about all things related to being a youtube content creator so if you are a youtube content creator um we are all doing the thing that you're doing in terms of you know content so um, um what we're talking about right now is all things related to being a youtube content creator some of those things are about getting views and subscribers and money and mindset we talked about like burnout we talked about um, what else have we talked about here? We have talked about changing channel names. We talked about pivoting channels. We've talked about um, live streaming. Um, if it will you know, hurt your channel or not, things like that. Those, these are the types of things that we are um, talking about right now. Andrew, can in the house? What's up, my man? Hope you are doing fantastic. Nice to, uh, nice to see you in here. So, King Gold. Um, is our next one here on the list. They upload when they have time. It's a gaming channel. The goal of the channel is to entertain and occasionally provide information. The question is, how do I find the balance between uploading frequently and producing higher quality content? Um, one workflow um, that can that can be extremely helpful um, just basically making sure that you're doing things in a way that helps you produce content at a faster rate um, one of those things is of course you know if you have video files as an example making sure that you're using you know templates for your video edits uh, make sure that all your video graphics and things that you commonly use are organized making sure that you are recording in a way that makes for a more easier edit so for example a lot of times people when they're making content like in your gaming content it's going to be a little bit different because you need to record like the Whole sequence depending on the type of content you're making. But in some cases, like, you know, if you're like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to be focusing on like this part of the game and this part of the game, that means you don't have to record the loading screen. That means you don't have to record, you know, all these different aspects of the game. You just need to make sure that you're recording the parts that you need for the video. And then by doing that, you have less files to work with in terms of the file size. And then you also have less stuff that you have to scrub through when it comes to the edit. But getting your workflow together is really helpful. Um, In addition to that, making sure that when it comes to uploading frequently um, and producing higher quality content, that part of the the role um, as a content creator part of the thing is just learning how to you know, learning how to do that thing because you got to put out content that people respond to um, you know on a regular basis. you got to put out that content um, but it does need to be at a certain quality in order for people to respond to it you know at a high level too. So because of that, I make sure that uh, um, I would definitely make sure that you are, you know, just trying to find that balance. But keep in mind, you know, when it comes to producing higher quality content, that doesn't always mean that it's going to get a better response, right? So sometimes all the extra stuff that you're adding to your videos might not even be necessary. Um, in some cases, you know, it might be necessary. But you know, just going through and, and testing stuff, like for example, in my videos, I used to add so much stuff. Um, like I would, you know, I would have things like I would have parts of my videos that you would only get like a really you know a little treat from if you were wearing headphones right um but then you know after a while i'm like you know hey i just need to get content out (laughs) all right like i need to you know I, i just need to get stuff out And, you know, some of those things I'll do sometimes, you know, if I edit something, um, I'll still do that sometimes um, now um, as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, I found that, you know, some of the stuff that I was doing, um, it wasn't necessary and it wasn't adding anything to the video. It wasn't causing people to respond to it better or anything like that. I was just adding it for the sake of me and it was adding a lot of extra time, like hours and hours and hours and hours to what it is that I was doing, um, to where instead of spending the time there, I can spend it on making content that's got to add value to people um, instead of, you know, spending that extra time just kind of, you know, adding those little details that most most People won't even notice anyway. Uh, so here next up, if
1: you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend.
0: Right next up on now. our list here, we've got Trisha Smith. Trisha Smith says that uh, they upload when they have time, um, or no, one time per week or more. Yeah, there we go, one time per week or more. Uh, Let's see here, it's uh, the type of channel is a commentary and rant channel. The goal of the channel is to be entertaining, rant to be entertaining. Um, And the question is, where would you say is the best place to get free thumbnail pics? I use Unsplash, is there somewhere better that's royalty free? Um, So when it comes to thumbnail pictures, I would actually try to um, take the photos yourself if you can, Um, just because then that way you are 100% certain that you have, you know, that you have the rights to that. But if you don't, I know you're asking for free thumbnail pictures, but even in that case, I would still use, I actually use for mine, if I use something in my thumbnails that I didn't make or I, or a photo I didn't take, um, then I will actually pay for the image. And the reason for that is because I want the license to be able to use it in the event that somebody does you know try to try to you know give me a, a strike of some kind on my thumbnails because you can do that um, that I actually have proof that I've paid for it, that I have the license to use it and all of that. When you're using um, when you're using like the uh, like unsplash, um, in most cases, you're going to be fine, right? In most cases, you're going to be fine, um, but there is just a tiny little bit of risk there. So because of that, um, I would just, you know, I just keep those things in mind. But um, but Unsplash is okay. Um, in terms of other places, I'm not really sure um, off the top of my off the top of my head. Because if you were to ask me that, um, in another, you know, if you would have just said what are some places, I might have mentioned Unsplash. But uh, maybe somebody in the chat can, you know, mention a uh, another place. But um, um, but off the top of my head, I'm not really sure. I think pexels i think pexels uh, might be one so you can try them look at their licensing look at all the details about them to make sure that you think they're safe Um, but i think pexels um, p-e-x-e-l-s i think um, is another one broxton magnet fisher is the next uh, question that we have they upload one time per week or more they do treasure hunting content um, magnet fishing, metal detecting, coin roll hunting, etc. The goal of the channel says, I love doing these hobbies and enjoy taking everyone along with me on my journey. The question is YouTube shorts, do I need to set them up like a video description tags, thumbnails, et cetera? So much thanks for everything you do, brother. I appreciate you. So when it comes to these types of things, right? Like the thumbnail is gonna be dependent on if you're trying to get like on platform traffic that's not just on the short shelf. If you are, then in that case, make a thumbnail for it. Um, in terms of uh, setting it up like a video with the description tags, thumbnail, um, et cetera, I would still add a, t- a good title to it. I would still add a description to it and so on, um, just because it only is gonna take you a few minutes to do it anyway. The boxes are there, fill them out. Next, we've got uh, Andrew Can says Pexels is good. Um, next up, we've got, and by the way, if you are enjoying this stream so far, uh, make sure you give this a uh, thumbs up. I'd really appreciate it. And um, if if you're not already, if you're enjoying this and you are not watching my video content, you're not watching these live streams. I encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to learn more about YouTube and growing your channel and all things related to being a content creator. Um, in terms of the video content itself, I talk about um, um, you know growing your channel, but I also talk about you know like video editing software and live streaming software, you know things like that, and just other you know other things that will help you as a content creator. So if you are not subscribed, I encourage you to do so. Um, next up, we uh, the channel that we have here is uh, Mommy Visions. Love the channel name. Um, the type of channel is a mommy channel. And the goal of the channel is to grow a following and make money for my family. The question is, how do you handle negative comments? This is a really good one. How many people here get negative comments? Um, either from time to time or all the time. Um, just on a regular basis. How many, how many Who here gets uh, negative comments? So when it comes to handling negative comments, um, you have a, a couple different options. One is... The first thing we gotta we gotta make sure that we're defining is that um, when it comes to negative comments, there are negative comments in terms of people just being jerks, and then there's comments that are things that you might not necessarily agree with based on how people are consuming your content. So when it comes to the second one, we'll do that one first. When it comes to like you making a video about a particular thing, and let's say you have these opinions that you are expressing, And or you're having these things that you're showing and then you have somebody in your comments that's telling you to do it in a different way that maybe they think is better. Um, In my opinion, I don't think that's a negative comment. I think that that's somebody just either, you know, challenging the ideas that you're sharing or they're just adding to the conversation. So some people will look at those and they'll be like, oh, why did they, you know, I'm saying to do it this way. Why did they come in and say to do it that way? And some people will look at that as a negative comment. But in my opinion, that is not. That's just somebody challenging, you know, your ideas and, and those types of things are appreciated in my opinion. Um, however, there's the other side of that, which is people that are coming in and they're just trying to ruin your day. They're attacking your appearance. They're attacking the way you say things. They're attacking, you know, the specific things that you do in your videos. They're coming in, they're dropping spam links, whatever the thing is, they are just not contributing. They are, they trying to take away. They're trying to cause disruption. They're trying to cause, you know, negativity um, just in general for those I hide them from the channel. Um, I just because I don't want them as like I don't want them here, right? Like I just completely hide them from the channel. So because of that, if you have people that are trolling you, people that are saying things and they're attacking you, um, then in that case, every comment on YouTube, there's a three-dot menu next to the comment. If you click on that, you have the option to hide user from channel. Um, I start doing that. Um, And another thing you want to do as well is. Any of the comments that you get to where they're attacking you, if it's a personal attack, then in that case, if they have a certain phrase or certain words that they say on a regular basis, like let's say for example, that you have, um, what can we use as an example here? Okay, I'm wearing glasses, so let's say, And this is kind of a really lightweight win. but let's say that you are somebody that wears glasses and let's say your glasses are kind of thick and people like give you a hard time about it. Then in that case, one thing that you could put in your comments, um, or not in your comments, but you could put in your blocked words list, which is inside of your YouTube settings. All of us have access to this. Even if you have a brand new channel and you haven't published a video yet, you have access to this. It's called your blocked words list in order to find it. Um, On a computer, you log into your creator studio down in the bottom left hand corner, you see a little gear icon, you click on that and then you go into community, I think it is. And then you look for the area that says blocked words. Um, So what you do there is you put in, um, in that example, you'd put in the word glasses. Then anybody that says anything in their comment, if they use the word glasses, that would be a trigger word. And that would cause YouTube to move that comment into an area inside of the back end of your YouTube channel that's called held for review. And then by doing that, What's going to happen is you're not going to see that comment the people that are interacting with your channel are not going to see that comment that person they they are going to see the comment it's going to look to them like they left that comment and that other people see it so they can be like haha i showed them or whatever it is that they get out of it um, but then essentially there's going to be shouting into a void so nobody's going to see it um, so when you put that blocked words list in there or you hide them from your channel the same things are going to happen but the only difference is when you put the blocked word in there. Um, actually, when you put the blocked word in there, it actually removes it from public view. So nobody's gonna see that um, except for them. However, if you block them from the channel, then they can come there and they can do whatever they want. Nobody's gonna see it. Um, but the blocked words list will remove those comments. So if you get comments about your weight and it makes you uncomfortable, if you get comments about you know any other thing you know with your physical appearance and it makes you uncomfortable, if you're too swole, right? You've been in the gym too much and people are giving you a hard time, If if it bothers you, add it to your blocked words list. Um, If there is certain language that you don't like people using in your videos, if you don't like people using abrasive language, then put those things in your blocked words list. And then when people use those types of words in your comment section, then YouTube is going to automatically put them in that particular area. And then you don't even have to look at it if you don't want to. Great question, though. Um, Another thing, too, um, as a content creator, Um, One thing that can happen is, you know, somebody comes in and leaves a comment, you can carry it with you all day long, right? You can carry it with you all day long. You can be thinking about it like, oh, man, I can't believe they said that, right? And you start, you know, questioning yourself and it makes you insecure for the day or whatever, Um, you know, for those types of things as well. Just remember, you know, that person isn't trying to add anything to what it is that's going on. That person is there to, you know, disrupt things for you and they're there too they're saying those things because they're hoping that you'll carry it with you throughout the day so just make sure that you do not give them that pleasure and that you release it from your mind as soon as you possibly can next up we got joe joey's monster movies joey monsters movies um they upload one time per week or more the type of channel is they make retro monster movies that's pretty that's awesome um and the goal of the channel is to make three uh, make 300 movies in the next five years is awesome um the question is my movies are filmed in black and white like cheesy's 1950s sci-fi movies should the thumbnails be black and white to reflect that or would color thumbnails attract more attention this is a tough one this is a really tough one because using the black and white it would be it would be on theme right it would be on theme it would help you know kind of set that vibe before they even clicked into it I would experiment with it. I would test. Um, I would test both of them, and I would see if you can find a, a response from one or the other. But what I would do is, I would as the channel grows and as you start getting activity, because if you know, if like the concept of what you're sharing with me is like, you know, blow up potential um, on YouTube. So I love the concept if if it's executed well then in that case, as the channel grows, even if people start responding to the color stuff, you know, at first, I would slowly start transitioning, even if it means over time, you just start desaturating your thumbnails just a little bit at a time. Um, I would start trying to move into like the black and white just for the sake of the theme, if you could, for the sake of the for the the sake of the branding, as long as people continue to respond to it. But if you're like, hey, as I start desaturating and people just don't respond to this, um, then in that case, you know, then I wouldn't do that. But if you can slowly do it in a way that as your channel grows, people are still recognizing it's yours, all that good stuff. And then they start coming into it. Then, then I would, I would try to do that just cause that would be so cool. Um, there's some, there's some channels that do that right now. Like, um, I think Jocko Willink, I think he does black and white thumbnails. Um, and, and he just gets crushed with views. Um, there is, um, I think it's called like invisible, um, invisible people. I think, I think it's them. Um, that does, uh, that does uh, black and white thumbnails. Um, if, if not, it's one of those type of like interview type channels that, um, that does the black and white thumbnails and they get crushed with views because the content is so interesting. But the black and white, it's not just that it's black and white, the imagery that they're using or because of the people that they're interviewing, like they've had some life experience and it shows through their appearance. So because of that, like the people that they you know, interview and things like that, like they're just interesting you know, thumbnails anyway. So if you do start moving into the black and white, i would start looking at some of those channels to kind of see you know their approach that they're doing and see if you can mimic something like that um let's see here so as we keep on going i'm really excited for your channel uh joey's monster movies um like the the potential for that um sounds sounds huge um rc trails is our next question here um they are doing one time per week content it's a rc channel um slash entertainment goal of the channel
1: if you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend.
0: Gold channel. Right now. Is so people can relax and unwind watching the rigs drive through trails. The question How long should I wait before changing, testing the new title and thumbnail? Oh, you know, we did this one already. Um, let's see here. Next up on our list here, we've got uh, Can Fly uh, WA. WA. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. It's a droning channel. The goal is showcasing Western Australia from the air. The question is, when you create a video, would you make a short video highlighting the main video? No. When it comes to the short shelf, make content for the short shelf. Like, if it, it, like the short shelf isn't the place to put like an ad, right? It's a place to give content for people that are there to enjoy content in the short shelf. So you don't wanna look at the short shelf. You don't look at the short shelf like it's um, like it's a place to like advertise, right? You want to look at it as like, hey, if I'm putting something on the short shelf, if I'm putting something on the short shelf, it's got to be good and appropriate for the short shelf. I'm gonna step away here for one second. I'll be right back. Give me about like uh, give me about like fifteen seconds.
1: Check. Check. One, two.
0: I'm B to the G, it's easy to see what you need, it's attention from me, I'll give you the shout, get back on the grind and you'll be down for the count, trying to breathe, your favorite is me, now you hit with the disc, all of that hair hanging there like a chick, man give me a break, you're standing too close to the camera like Nick, there's the claim that you say, no more is hate, call me a thief with the titles you hate, I call you the rank, you seem to forget it, I hit it and quit it, and you try to walk in my wake, I'm tossing you weight, giving you shine, giving you clout by doing this with my time, what I'm about, why are you guys? you come to my comfort, but now you're denied, you, you you wanna wanna throw throw shade it's too late i already got it made you you wanna wanna bring bring hate? hit, hit the road hater because i'm not if you're messing with g you're messing with me the name is nick n and i'll bend in a knee disturbing the peace i'll come back in the battle and murder all right so uh let's see here so back uh back to the list here we've got uh make sure I answered that question. Okay, yeah, make it appropriate for the short shelf. Um, next up, we've got uh, Do It For Me Solutions. Do It For Me Solutions says that they upload content bi-weekly. Um, the, uh, they've been on YouTube for less than a month, so they're new, welcome to YouTube. The type of channels technology education for smart homes and home automation. The goal of the channel is to help viewers understand confusing smart home tech and regenerate or and generate prospects for one-on-one paid consulting. All right, we got a business one here. says, thinking of creating a video ad for my own paid consulting service with a bit of humor and then including it in my video as if I was an advertiser on the channel. I would segue um, and now a word from our sponsor, me, um, but I need to check the YouTube sponsor setting for the video and more importantly, would this be okay to do? Um, So I wouldn't do that. Um, The reason I wouldn't do that is because as soon as you say and now a word from our sponsor, there's gonna be people that are gonna skip that part it's just part of YouTube. Like um some people watch through sponsored messages, other people won't. Um but if you are um if you are putting out content and you're going to do that um i'm i would do it in another way like it's clever it would be fun um maybe you know do that with your channel trailer like that would be a great channel trailer for the people that run across it but i would also let them know you know hey this is what i'm doing on the youtube channel this is the value you're going to get out of what it is that you know that i'm doing here um but uh but then that would be a good place to put that but i wouldn't do it in the content what i would do in the content is I would try to think of the content that you need to make that would lead people into that. So for example, you know, how to set up, you know, particular things in home automation and simply say, you know, hey, by the way, you know, if you need help with any of this stuff, I'm available for consulting. You can contact me here. That's a message that won't be skipped. People won't get past that because it's just part of that natural flow of the video and your natural conversation. Whereas if you say and now a word from our sponsor me, some people aren't going to pick up on that me part, and some people are just going to skip that entire message or just leave the video entirely. So because of that, I would actually just build it into the content and just do it in a more conversational way for the sake of um, you know for the sake of people not abandoning the video and you actually getting the opportunity to tell them that. Uh, another thing as well is when you do that, I wouldn't uh, like I wouldn't make like a whole big deal out of it. Um, I, I would I, I, I would do the 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 channel trailer. I'd mix it into that just because that would be fun. It would show like your you know your humor and all that. But um, then in terms of the actual content itself, I would just find comfortable places to mention it in your content. So for example, let's say since you're doing home automation stuff, let's say that you're like assembling something that you're going to you know install somewhere, um, or you're showing you know like whatever remote or smart thing that you've got. Um, then you know why you're doing that. That's where you would mention that. Like hey, by the way, you know I'm I'm am you know, professional at this. Um, you need help? You know you can hop on a Skype call with me i've got you know information about that down in the description but anyway um you know this this remote as you'll see it's got one big button on it that you have to click you know whatever the thing is but um but yeah i would do that instead of the um instead of the instead of the commercial approach One thing that you might want to do is you could make it a thing that you do at the end of your videos um, to where, you know, like while there's an in-screen element up, first you tell people to click on it. But then you have like all these little like fun commercials that you make at the end of each of your videos for the sake of the people that do make it to the end of the video just to give them something like fun to watch. That would be kind of like a thing that would grow for the insiders of your channel after a period of time that they get to see these like little fun things that you do at the end. Um, That's something that you could consider doing there. But I wouldn't interrupt your entire I wouldn't interrupt the entire video for it. Um, Let's see here. Next up on the list, we've got Dreamscape PS. They have a gaming channel. The goal of the channel is they love to edit and give cool vids to my audience. The question is, hey, I'm a gaming creator with 11,000 subscribers that is wanting to start changing my content into IRL videos. What would you recommend? Totally different audience. So if you are doing like IRL content um, and you are currently a gaming creator, you've grown an audience around your gaming content. Now it's possible that some of those people or all of those people will follow you into the IRL content. Um, So you could experiment with publishing, you know, just a few videos on your channel of that type of content and just see the response you get. You'll know really quick if they're going to respond to it or not. But if they don't, I would just start a new channel for that content. And then from time to time on your other channel, if you do continue to have that channel and continue to make content for it from time to time, um, one thing that I would just mention there in some of the content, like, hey, by the way, I've got you know like a vlog um, you know on, over here that you can come check out. You know if that's something that you're interested in. Um, so then that way, you're only sending people over that are you know that are actually into you and the content that you're that you're making um, more so than just the game um, that you're playing. Uh, let's see here. Next up on our list, we're on number 31 now. We're just cruising through these, number 31. So we've got uh, Broken Umbrella. Nice, nice, nice. They've been on YouTube for less than a year to travel through Scotland channel. Um, the goal is to make it a main source of income. Question, is it essential to start promoting your channel outside of YouTube, um, how valuable it is? Um, is it worth your time or better to invest in making more videos? So it's, it's okay. So. I'm gonna throw a big depends on this, right? Because let's say that your content that you're making um, would be really appropriate for a Scotland subreddit or for like a travel subreddit. Then in that case, you might wanna share your content there from time to time as long as people respond positively to it. However, when you publish a video, thinking to yourself like, okay, now I gotta go share this here and I gotta share it here and I gotta share it here and I gotta share it here and I'm gonna rely on that for my views, then in that case, that's the wrong approach. Um, so what you want to do is you want to learn how to get the response here on YouTube, and then that way, you know, if you do share it in those places, it's just a little bit of a bonus compared to like YouTube showing your content to more people. Um, what I recommend that you do is you know try sharing some of your content because that might give you the initial you know audience. Um, but only share it in places, that would be a perfect fit for what you're making. So the thought exercise that you wanna do here is you just wanna think to yourself before you share it in your group, and this is for everybody here, if you share your content anywhere, before you share it, think to yourself, the people that I'm sharing this to in this group, this subreddit, this discord, wherever it is, the people that I'm sharing this to based on the interest of this particular group or this particular subreddit or discord or whatever, um, would the people in this group, based on the, this, this particular topic of interest, would they be likely to respond to my content in a positive way or click on it if it was shown to them on their homepage on YouTube or their, or their mobile feed on YouTube? the answer is yes then go ahead and share it there if the answer is like I don't know probably not but maybe then don't even waste your time um but if the answer is like yeah absolutely that this entire subreddit is about people you know traveling in Scotland so yeah or or people going to travel to Scotland so this would be a good fit um then in that case you know go for it but um at the end of the day though the thing that you want to get to or the the place that you want to get to is to where because you're making more videos you are learning how to get people to respond better to your content so then youtube is doing all the promotion for you so then you don't have to um outside of you know anything additional that you want to do but but your core or base views will actually come here from the platform um let's see here next up on the list So Navad uh, Rizvi says, um, hey, can you talk a little bit about the safety of using TubeBuddy and such tools, um, which can full permission on the channel? Absolutely. So the tools that ask for permission on your YouTube channel, they need that in order to be able to effectively use the tool. So for example, like with TubeBuddy, um, they need that access in order to be able to change your thumbnails, for example. So like if you're doing an A-B test, which is one of the options for TubeBuddy, an A-B test, um, for those of you that don't know, is where you're comparing thumbnail A to thumbnail B. So you have your original thumbnail, and then you're testing another thumbnail and then two buddies swapping them out Um, so they need that permission in order to be able to do that Um, they also have a feature in there to where you can um add like canned comments and you can you know just inject them right into your comment section They need your permission in order to be able to do that. So that's why they have those permissions. Um, So, you know, those permissions are simply just requirements. But I can tell you right now, TubeBuddy's safe. People don't have any problems. They they haven't had any problems with TubeBuddy causing issues, you know, in terms of permissions for their channels. So don't even worry about that in in regards to TubeBuddy. Um, In terms of, um, you know, the additional permissions, um, they should have a list in terms of, you know, they need these permissions for these reasons. So just make sure you read that. um, Make sure you read that information. Theme Parks and Attraction with Barry. Welcome to the Niminati. Welcome to the Nimanati. Make sure next time you get the chance, you go to niminvip.com That's going to redirect you to our members-only Facebook group. Fill out all the information on the way in because that's how I verify that you are a channel member. Um, if you can do that before the stream is complete today, I will get you in there um, as soon as this stream is uh, over here in a little bit. Uh, Brainy Beaver says, Will changing my name affect my channel? 7.2 thousand subscribers. Um, no, you'll, you'll be fine. So, like, when it comes to your, your channel name, like, people are going to respond to the actual video content itself. Some people, like, your super fans might be like, uh, um, like when they first click on it, but when they see you and all of that, um, what I would do is like when you do change your name is the first like handful of videos that you do, um, just because you already have, you know, a little bit of a following. Just first handful of videos, like as you start the content, you just might wanna quickly say something like, you know, hey, formally, you know, this name or, you know, like whatever, um, for the sake of just kind of building that bridge of understanding for the people that are watching the videos that are, you know, super fans. However, if you're like, hey, I'm getting mostly new people coming in here. I'm not getting a lot of return viewers, things like that. Then just make the change and move forward. But if you do have a lot of people that are continually coming back to your, you know, to your videos, then in that case, you know, just making, you know, that quick mention over a few videos um, for the sake of, you know, the the larger part of your super fans um, seeing that content and knowing that you've made that change. Uh, let's see here. Spring to dumb one. Make uh, or thank you for uh, joining the stream today. Hope you're doing awesome. So uh, let's see here. So next up, we've got, uh, we're on question number 32 now. And um, on question number 32, we have uh, Zakira Faria. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And they um, upload one time per week or more. Um, They've been on YouTube for one year or more. They do gaming content, guides, tips, tricks, walkthroughs, and live streams. They're covering the whole spectrum here. And the goal of the channel is helping others excel and progress in in various games, entertain, and of course, grow and eventually monetize question um should the word gaming be part of my channel name my channel art has gaming with uh, zakira on it and some of my thumbnails do as well you don't have to no um, if you're extremely active on YouTube then in some cases that can help just you know one person drip in here one person drip in there but you know at the end of the day your video content is going to be driving the channel so um, so you don't you don't have to have gaming as part of the channel is part of the channel name. Um you know, it would be just a, a super small advantage if you're super active um on YouTube, but at the end of the day, um just going with the actual, you know, like Zecuria um on it is 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 perfectly fine. Um we'll see here next up on our list here, we've got uh we're going to we're moving into question number 33 here. We've got uh um Simply Lessa, Simply Lessa says that they upload when they have time. Um, they are in an Android slash. Uh, so they have a lifestyle channel. The goal of the channel is to encourage low-income, disadvantaged, and disabled people to try new things. The question: um, Can we please have an update? Um, an updated using a phone only information. Please, can we have updated using a phone only information? I'm not sure what that. I, I, I'm not sure what your what your question is there. I apologize. So uh, next up, we've got uh, DRL away says they upload one time per week or more. um, Travel content. Um, The goal of the channel is to help people see other places. That's pretty cool. The question is um, live streaming. I'm thinking about doing Q and A and live streams, but do not want to hurt my channel growth. If I do a live stream and then take down the replay after say 48 hours, um, make it unlisted, will that hurt the channel um, or is there a better strategy? If you stream and then you take it down, you're fine if you stream and you leave it up. You're also going to be fine as long as it's in alignment with the the, the value that you currently give on the channel. Um, so you can test it. You know, if you want to, over the next let's say 90 days, you can test. Uh, you know, having it on and having it off and see if it makes a difference. Um, it's not going to. But if you want to, you can. Um, but uh, but as long as it's in alignment, then it's not going to. But if you're doing something wildly different in your streams than you do with your actual core content in terms of the value that people are getting, um, then in that case, you know, you might have some problems. But as long as everything is you know on brand so to speak, um, or a part of your theme, then in that case, you know, you should be all right. Um, same wavelength says, is 24-7 um, live streaming still good for 2022? Absolutely. If you go to YouTube right now, hit the live page. Um, you might even see it sorted, right? You know, in the little quick jumps um, at the very top of the, the quick nav at the top of the screen. Uh, if you jump into that section, you're going to see a lot of 24-7 live streams that have started recently um, and that, that, are, that have like tons of viewership in them like right now. Um, let's see here. So next up, we've got uh, best friend outdoors. Best friend outdoors says they've been on YouTube for one year or more. They do farming, hunting, fishing content. The goal of the channel is to grow an audience plus just for the enjoyment. The question is, hey Nick, I'm wanting to rebrand, uh, rename my channel. Would it be better to just rename the channel? We're getting a lot of like channel renames today. That's like an odd one. Like normally it'll be like we're getting a lot of questions about views or a lot of questions about shorts or monetization, whatever. <clears throat> but today... We're getting a lot of questions about renaming the channel, um, but uh, let's see. Here it says, uh, "Would it be better to just rename the channel on the current Google account I'm on, or should I transfer the content to a new Google account with a new name?" Um, yeah, you can just rename the channel. Just you can just rename the channel and just move forward um, from there. You don't have to like re you know do how you're doing anything. Uh, next up on our list here. We've got, if you're just joining us, I do want to let you know that we are talking um, about YouTube. Um, So this is all YouTube related content. We're all YouTubers hanging out here. Um, So you know, if you have just joined the stream recently, um, we're basically just going through and answering the questions in the order that they are received through the form that is down in the description um, below the stream right now. Um, We are currently, um, let's see here, it looks like we are currently 36 questions in. Um, And we still got, you know, a decent amount of time here on the stream, so we're going to get through more. Um, But that's what's going on Uh, if you're just joining us, so I encourage you to stick around. um, And, you know, uh, you know, if you have any questions that pop up, you know, you can add them to that form. One thing that I'm actually going to start doing as well is um, here, uh, right around the corner, I'm going to start publishing my podcast again. And um, I have the questions that I pull, you know, from the podcast itself, but I'm actually going to start answering some of these questions that I don't get to in the live streams. I'm going to start answering those um, for the podcast as well. So I'm thinking like from a workflow perspective, just a little, you know, for those of you that are here a lot, you know there's a little, little, little inside info here. Um, so basically, I'm thinking from a workflow perspective, I'm considering that after the live stream is complete, going through just like a handful more, and just doing the podcast like right there, right after it. While I'm just in the in the you know in the thing mentally, I'm just going through and getting those uh, questions answered for uh, comments over coffee. But uh, yeah, so if you got a question, you know, make sure you get it in the uh, form. But anyway, the uh, question right here says, my channel discusses and gives tips on life issues, better quality of life. My vlogs are to show where to shop cert- for certain things, travel vlogs too. I live stream twice weekly. The goal of the channel is to help people solve challenges in life matters, live stream to give tips on life and YouTube challenging issues. Question, can I continue these things on one channel or separate them? Um, discussing life on YouTube matters and uh, travel and shopping vlogs. My challenge is separating them and the same challenges involved in starting a new channel. So, What I would do, in your case, is I would actually just double down on the one channel and just make the type of content that you are the most passionate about on that one channel and just do it in the best way that you possibly can. That's what I would do. Um, And the reason that I would do that is because if you double down on that, then your full focus is gonna be on growing that channel, serving that particular audience, making videos for that channel and all that, and it's also going to cut your workload in half because if you start, you know, uploading to two different channels, then in that case you're going to have to make content for one channel and make content for the other channel as both channels grow, you're going to have to manage all the stuff on the back end in terms of comments, in terms of, you know, any sponsorships you're doing, in terms of any other types of monetization that you're doing, you're basically doubling up on everything. So because of that, um, I would just double down on trying to, like, really thrive on one channel. And then once you get that channel going, you got some really solid momentum going on that. You're doing awesome. You're able to reinvest some of the money there to, to bring on people to help you manage some of that so that you can open up some time for yourself to start working on that next channel. That would be, you know, that, in my opinion, that would be a better approach than, like, hey, I'm just going to make a bunch of YouTube channels or multiple YouTube channels and just try to, like, really wear myself out by, you know, uploading tons of content to both of them. Um, so really quick, there's a super chat that came in that I um, that I just missed. Um, it just disappeared here, uh, like right as I was getting ready to address it. Give me one second. I'm going to pull it up here on my end. Um, and the question here um, was from Divide and Conquer. Hey, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing awesome. It says, what are some good ways to revive a dead variety gaming channel? Um, focus on a game um, right now. Focus on something that's popular that you love playing. Um, and um, just double down on that content for a little bit to just get that initial, you know, activity coming um, coming in. If you have, you're saying it's a dead channel, which to my brain, that means that you're, that you don't have any activity. Your archive isn't getting any response or anything like that, which pretty much means you have an open road in front of you. So because of that, um, I would just start, you know, I would pick the games that you care about the most and just start making content about those and, um, and just keep moving forward from there. Um, so here next up we've got, okay, we're on 37 now. It's great. So next up, we are at uh, Wise Investments. They upload one time per week or more. Um, They make finance content. The goal of the channel is to teach beginners financial literacy and monetization. The question is, can you talk about keywords or hashtags that get um, more traffic to a video? I have a finance channel for beginners and looking for ways to get more traffic. So the ways to get more traffic, of course, is going to come down to response, understanding you know, um, how to get the people that you're trying to reach that are interested in finance content to respond well to what it is that you're doing at the click level and at the enjoying the content level. And that is typically displayed through your average view duration, average percentage of viewed. Um, and then, of course, they're you know, them clicking on additional content, subscribing to the channel, things like that. But... When it comes to keywords, the idea with keywords is one, they help um, the people that are looking for those topics identify that they're about those topics, but they can also help you show up in YouTube search for those topics as well, but you don't necessarily have to have the keyword um, as part of like your your metadata in order for it to show up. um, Well, in terms of the metadata that you enter um, for it to show up in YouTube search. Because YouTube is listening or watching your videos, and they understand the language that you're talking about, their system does their AI, and it can still put you in search. But you give it the edge when you do optimize for specific keywords or keyword phrases. So the idea, let's say in your case, the thing is, you know, how to invest. Uh, um, like, uh, let's see here. Like, uh, um, uh, let's let's do um, um, for the sake of this. Let's do. Uh, How to, uh, um, or index funds explained, right? Index funds explained um, in under uh, five minutes, right? Or index fund deep dive in under five minutes, or index funds, um, you know, uh, yeah, index funds explained in under five minutes. We'll say that's it. In that case, um, then your keyword might be index funds, right? And then your keyword phrase might be index funds explained. And then the in five minutes would be the compelling, you know, the additional compelling element to it. So by adding those things to your title, Then what you're doing is you're immediately telling YouTube at the time of publish this is what the video is about. It's already collecting information. It's smart enough to know, but like you're you're just kind of helping pushing it over the edge. So basically, by doing that, um, there's a good chance that you might show up in search, you know, and relatively fast. If you're going to stay there or not is going to be dependent on how your video performs, you know, next to the other videos there. But the most important part uh, part of this whole thing. Is that when it does come to those keywords or keyword phrases, they can also help you show up in like Google, for example. So if somebody's searching for you know um, index funds explained, then in that case, you know you could possibly show up there in Google as well, as long as people respond to your video positively on Google. So because of that, you give yourself two different traffic sources there where people can you know find your content, and you can also come up in some of the other textual search engines as well, um, like Bing and you know Yahoo and all that. So, um, so because of that, when you use those keyword phrases, it does give you that opportunity to, uh, you know, to show up in those other places as long as your content performs well there. However, like the bigger elephant in the room is that you know, when you add you know, index funds explained at the front of your title in under five minutes at the end, um, then in that case, you're also helping the users of YouTube identify at a quick glance, without having to put much effort into it, um, th- they are able to identify that that is explicitly what your video is about. So by adding those things, it one, it, you know, it'll tell the system like, hey, this is my version of telling the system what the video is about through the you know metadata topic of the video. Um, however, it also helps the users of YouTube identify that it's about that too. And because you are you know optimizing for the viewers first, then you know if you do have that keyword keyword phrase there, you know you can show up and search for it also. But then you're also helping people on Home pages mobile feeds suggested videos and all that also identify that it's about um, you know the um, index funds being explained um, you know even before you know YouTube cuts off the title in some places so they can clearly see that regardless of where it is shown to them on YouTube. And one thing that's really important to make sure that you are keeping in mind with all of this is that YouTube doesn't care um, about you know about videos; they care about the viewers. So, because of that, your job as a content creator, when you're using keywords and you're thinking about all this, your job as a as a content creator is to make sure that you are helping people identify that your content's something that they care about. And one of the ways that you do that is through you know using the keywords. But it can help you you know show up in some of those other places that we were talking about too. So. One thing to think about is when it comes to keywords, um, typically like, you know, single word, you know, keywords like um, we'll just say index fund, um, even though it's two words, you know what I mean? um, In terms of like the topic, um, like, you know, those single words are typically really competitive. So because of that, you typically go into keyword phrases and then you can go into like long tail keywords, which basically means that you're adding more detail to it based on the research that you do to figure out. And you can use TubeBuddy for this, by the way, Um, I got a link to TubeBuddy in the description, Um, but basically with the long tail keywords, is you start getting into the details of what people are looking for. So instead of them looking for index funds necessarily, they're looking for you know index funds explained. And then of course, in that case, if you're going for like long tail, you might not have the in five minutes on there. You might have something you know index uh, funds explained for beginners would be you know like a long tail uh, you know uh, would be a long tail keyword phrase. So the idea with that. Is that it just helps people one identify it, but then it also helps you show up as long as people respond positively because that's a key point of this. Um, is as long as people respond positively to it, if you show up in search, you can stay there as long as people you know respond positively to what it is that you're doing at the click, watching it, you know, and further engaging in your content. All right, next up on our list here, um, we've got. Let me scroll down this uh, list here. Scully's House of Thrillers. What's up, dude? Nice to uh, see you in here. Um, we've got uh, DNA The Only One. If you're enjoying the show,
1: remember to give it a thumbs up and share it
0: with a friend. Um, hey, my my pleasure, Uh, Wise Investments. Um, DNA The Only One says they upload one time per week or more, and they do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to get YouTube monetization. And what is your question says, do keywords help get views and subscribers? Two keyword questions in a row after not talking about keywords for probably like a month in the live stream. This is great. So, yeah, they can, absolutely, because it helps, like I just mentioned, helps people identify the videos about the thing they care about, and then also it can, you know, help your videos show up in, you know, in other places. Um, let's see here. Next up so really quick a quick disclaimer i want to make um this is for wise investments and for the channel that i just clicked away from also um is that you know keep in mind um because a lot of people will target search and search is great um search is you know typically really stable a really stable search of traffic um and you know you can like really ride search for a long time you know if you get some well-placed videos they can you know search traffic can definitely grow a channel rapidly however Just keep in mind that a majority of the activity that happens on YouTube, um, it actually comes from from them recommending, their system recommending content to people. So that means homepages, suggested videos, um, you know, of course, you know you also have uh, you know trending pages, explore pages, all that stuff. Um, but you know, typically, home pages, recommended video is recommended videos or suggested videos. Like that's where all the traffic is. Um, just the recommendation features in general. So you know, optimizing for search is definitely something that you want to do as long as your content is good for search. Um, however, you also need to make sure that you are being mindful. And that you're thinking about it from the perspective of, yes, I'm optimizing this for search. However, I'm also going to be thinking about if this shows up on somebody's homepage, what about this like topic, title, and uh, thumbnail combination is going to be compelling enough for somebody to come in um, and actually click on this video if it shows up on a homepage, even though I'm targeting search, right? So you want to make sure that you're kind of adding a double duty when you are, you know, thinking of how am I going to put together, like what am I going to make a video about? And then how, then how am I going to put, you know, a, a thumbnail and title together for it? You wanna make sure that you're thinking of both sides of that, so that you're not just kind of trying to limit yourself to just one traffic source. So you're opening yourself up to, you know, the possibility of a broader audience. Lance Groom. Super Chat. Thank you for the Super Chat. I appreciate it. Next up on our list here, we got the YT Classroom. Um, they do, uh, let see here, it's general informative content. The goal of the channel is to spread news and awareness. And the question is, What's a good, easy to learn video making and editing software or app? The top two, YouTube is oversaturated with suggestions. Um, So if you're looking for easy to learn um, Camtasia, I'm always gonna stand behind Camtasia, they're awesome. Yes, they sponsor content on the channel, but I've I've been using Camtasia since September of 2014. Um, actually before that, because it was in some of my first videos. Um, so yeah, Camtasia is awesome. It's really easy to use. And they've actually transformed it massive ways since I started using it as well. They just put out an update for Camtasia 22, 22. Um, it's awesome. So, uh, so if you're looking for really easy, then that would be one that I would go with. If you're looking for something that is extremely like advanced and has like t- all the whistles and bells and all that stuff. Premiere Pro, um, is a common one for a lot of content creators. Um, Filmora, um, is also another, you know, popular one for content creators as well. Um, that's, that's also, you know, relatively easy to use. Um, but, uh, but I would definitely make sure that you're checking out those, um, just as some of the options. So I know all of them. I know Camtasia has a free trial. I know, uh, Filmora has a free trial. I know, um, uh, Premiere Pro has a free trial, but keep in mind, like with, with if you start going down the Adobe route, um, even though they have great products, they are subscription based products. So I'm not sure about Femora, but I know that Camtasia is like a one time price with it. Um, so you know, keep that in mind too when you're when you're making your decision, because that's definitely part of the part of the thing. We're on number forty already. We are cruising through these. Okay, so we're on number forty already. Um, Invisible America, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Glad you're getting pumped up from these. (laughs) Me too. This is how I get my energy for next week. (laughs) So uh, let's see here. So uh, KDDA Legion says that they do uh, anime gaming and reaction content, 2KEA, anime and gaming. Um, The goal of the channel is 100 subs or to be entertaining. Question. Morning, Nick. Morning. Top of the morning to you. It's actually evening. Night, actually, where I am. I have two questions. My first question is... I'm gonna talk more of my videos, so that way I don't have to cut out a lot into them. My next question is, recently I've reached 77 subscribers they 2.7 thousand impressions and click through rate of 5.1, and my recent videos have been doing great now, that I know that I have major flaws with video ideas, thumbnails, and titles. Um, so how can I not necessarily get the momentum, but be able to consistently make consistently entertaining content? Because I see the videos that you um, and C make, um, but I feel like I'm missing something, so okay. When it comes to talking in your videos, where you don't have to cut out a lot of them, just a heads up. I've been making videos for you know since 2014, and um, I've made a ton of content. I have a ton of experience with this. I've got over 500 videos on my on this channel. I've got um, almost 100 on another channel. I've got. Um, let's see here um, through collaborations and stuff I've got an easy probably another like 50 there I've made content for other people um, you know other like companies and because of that you know I've got probably another at least you know 100 150 videos there so like I've made a ton of content um, and every single video that I make I make mistakes when I'm talking when I'm communicating I make mistakes um, what's weird I make mistakes here in the uh, live streams as well but I'm a lot more fluid in the live streams than I am when I make video content and it's odd. But I think it's just because I know, like when I'm live, I know that I just have to keep rolling. But when I'm making a piece of video content and it's recorded, then I think in my head, like I can say that better. I can say it another way. Now let me try making it this way. Let me put the emphasis on this instead of on this and see if it sounds better when I edit it, right? So the idea there is I just have more, you know, stuff to work with for the edit to make it a a better, you know, polished video. But when it comes to, you know, talking in your videos so that you don't have to cut out a lot, of course, you have to just you know just just keep practicing in terms of making your communication better. In some cases, that can mean you, that you're slowing down a little bit. But depending on your audience and who it is that you're reaching with your content, you may or may not you know want to slow down because they may respond differently if you do. But keep in mind that making mistakes is part of the is part of the thing. So um, you know when you are communicating in your content, if you are messing up a lot, um, it's it's just normal. Like it's part of the process. Like um, I would be surprised. There's probably somebody, but I would be surprised if there's anybody here that can just do a video in one take with no mistakes you know at all and just be like okay hey we're just going to add some graphics to this and then uh, or some b-roll to it and then we're just going to put this out we're we're ready to roll um there's probably going to be a very low amount of people if anybody um that can um in this entire stream that can do that we've got like 280 something people watching right now so um, so on the side of you know getting through the edit faster, one thing that you might want to do, um, what this is what I do, and it's it's helped me um, uh, in, in, in major ways. I used to hit record, um, and then I would just keep going through it. all my mistakes, I would just keep going, and keep going, and keep you know, just going the thing. By the time it was done, I had to pull in this huge video file and I had to go through and like listen to each one and like it was a pain. Um, now, I' have remote. Um, I have remote for my camera that I record on, which is this one right here. And I, I'll say the thing, and then I'll stop it. If I, may, if I'm, if I make a mistake, um, then in that case, I'll keep going until I get it right. And then that last one will be the thing, and then I'll stop it. And then what happens is if I have one of those times where I'm trying to say it right and I just keep messing up and keep messing up and keep messing up, I'll kill the clip. I'll just stop it, and then I'll start it again. And then I'll, you know, and then I'll, you know, try again with that new clip. And what happens is when I'm editing or when Vigard's editing, we will preview the very first part of the clip. And then if I'm continually saying the same thing through like five different clips, then we just start working on that very last clip because that will be the one that's correct. Um, So that can help speed up the, you know, editing process quite a bit to where you just have to sample like, okay, he started here, started here, started here, started here, oh, here he changed what he said. So I'm going to back up one and pull this one in and that's the one that we're going to work with. Um, So that just kind of helps, you know, in terms of the actual process itself for the the editing. Um, But in terms of... Making content consistently entertaining. This is where you know, as you gain more experience, you will, you know, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll, 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 all of that will will fall into place as you gain more experience, because you know the thing in terms of you know consistently making content entertaining um, you will learn over time through looking at your audience retention reports and just the overall response that you get to your videos you will learn over time the things that people do respond to more in your content and the things that people don't so what you have to do right now is just focus on making your content as good as you possibly can trying to make every video better than the last one and learning how to get people to click on it um, as well but start working on those things and just like keep moving forward with practice and then as you practice more then you're going to get better at what it is that you do but keep in mind like you're still gonna run into mistakes. You're still gonna run into problems. You're still going to, you know, have to deal with, you know, the edit. Um, so just make sure that you are trying to find a workflow that will help you edit in a more efficient way or help you record in a more efficient way so that so that you are recording for the edit, right? So that you're keeping the edit in mind when you're actually recording. That'll help. Um, next up on our list here, we've got number 40, 41, is where we're at right now. We've got uh, Mel's Trolls. I'm a little nervous reading the question on this one because trolls is a part of the name. I have a comedy skit channel. Golden channel trying to grow my comedy channel and bring joy to other people around the world. The question is, is uploading weekly good as a beginning YouTube channel? Yeah, it can be. I mean, you know, and here's when it comes to like how much you upload when you're first getting started really quick everybody in the chat right now um, everybody's hanging out um, and, and really quick we're gonna see how many people are lurking um, there's probably a decent amount of people lurking too yeah we've got like 85 percent right now of people are lurking um, that are hanging out in the stream so if you are lurking just kind of reach in and kind of engage with us here for this um, just for a moment but um, the question that i have is how many people here or, or not how many people here but let me know how how many times per week do you upload um, in some cases um, you know i'm sure some of you are uploading like bi-weekly or something like that but if you upload weekly um, how many times per week do you currently um, do you currently upload? And again, if you're lurking and you're not, you know, participating, please just lean in, just you know, just for a second, and just uh, just let me know how many, uh, you know, how many times per week you upload. But um, but when it comes to um, you know uploading on a regular basis, so we've got two to three, three to six, woo, daily, oh, once or twice, one time, two to four currently about two, two times, once per week, once per week, three to five. That's a ooh, yeah. Those are a lot of upload, you know, mad respect to those of you that are on like, you know, three times plus, I mean, if you're if you're consistently uploading to YouTube, mass respect. But, if, you know, if you're if you're amplifying it to the point of doing like, you know, two, three, four or five times a, a week, mad respect to you. That's a that's a heck of a uh, that's a heck of a grind, so to speak. Um, so in terms of uploading weekly as a as a beginner YouTube channel. so. The reason that I think that it's important for content creators to come in and start uploading consistently right out of the gate is because if this is something that you wanna do either as a hobby or it's something that you wanna turn into something serious down the road, it's really important to make sure that you do learn how to build the process of making content into your lifestyle. And when you do that, that helps make it more sustainable long term. Because if you're if you come in, and you're like I'm going to publish here, and then maybe I'll publish, you know, just next time I get the chance. Then it's going to be really hard for you to grow your channel first off, um, and two, it's also going to be really hard for you to you know grow long term because you know life will just keep getting in the way. However. If you if you're like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to upload every single week and I'm going to make it a priority to upload every single week, then what's going to happen is you are going to create workflows that will allow you to do that. You're going to create space in your lifestyle that's going to allow you to do that. And then that is going to help you one be able to continually upload content and do the thing and there's no better way to learn than by doing the thing so it's going to help you learn how to you know do everything um, at a more rapid pace because you're going to be committed to it Um, and it's also going to help you build it into your lifestyle so that you can ensure that you're always able to get content out on a regular basis or a somewhat regular basis Um, so because of that I would definitely um, make sure that if you can, um, that you do upload on a regular basis. Christina Smallhorn in the house, so Christina, hope that you're doing awesome. Super pumped up, hoping to see you at Vid Summit this year. I'm going, so uh, so I hope that you're going, and, um, and I'm super excited to um, to see you there this year. Um, she says, "Hey Nick and creators, just remember next Sunday is Father's Day. Thank you for the heads up on that. You're you're like the the, the holiday reminder. Keep keeping us all keeping us all in line, right?" When you came in for Mother's Day, I was like, "Uh oh, right," because I, I I was completely out of the um, out of the loop on uh, on that particular one. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for the uh, heads up there. But yeah, super uh, super looking forward to Bid Summit. Is there anybody else here? Out of curiosity, anybody else here going to uh, Bid Summit this year? If you are, uh, just let me know. Yeah, so uh, so I'm going to go this year, and I'm uh, I'm I'm just so looking forward to it. Like it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be incredible. So, uh let's see here so next up on our list so we got uh crypto says I would love to go to vid Summit Brocky boys going nice yep you'll be at vid Summit awesome awesome um so uh Teresa Justin priceley says uh what is vid Summit vid Summit is a conference um for content creators that happens in Los Angeles at the end of September it's the best one um so like I've been to you know like uh you know a lot of the video conferences and whatnot Vid Summit is uh, hands down the best one. Like it's 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 incredible. But uh, uh, basically, like at Vid Summit, it's it's different from the other ones because like a lot of the other conferences like around video content, it's more of like a like you know the fans are over here and the content creators are over here type of thing. But with Vid Summit, it's like a hey, we're all in the industry and we are all just freely sharing information about the things that we know. Um, it's incredible. So like um like for example like, uh, um um like you know any of you that are familiar with like uh you know uh Peter mcKinnon you know for example like when he goes um you know like he'll just be in the hallways you know talking to people and just sharing you know his thoughts on YouTube and like all the different stuff about it um you know Mr Beast you know for those of you who know Mr Beast he just hangs out you know in the hallways and stuff he has to occasionally take breaks because he gets a you know a you know a decent amount of conversation but uh but you know like he hangs out in the you know hallway talks to people talks to people about you know how to grow their channels all that good stuff like um it's just a totally different experience than you get from from a lot of the other conferences. It's more personal. Um, and it doesn't have all the, all the safeguard or not safeguards It's probably a wrong way to put it, but it doesn't have like the fandom side of things. It's all like, Hey, we're all in this together. So like when you start having conversations with people, it's not like, you know, Hey, how many subscribers do you have? Or like anything like that? It's like, you know, Hey, like we're all in this together. Is there any way that I can help? Like it, it it's awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so next up, okay. We got Mel's trolls already. We got that one taken care of. So we're on number 42 now. So uh, we got Cryptoholics is the uh, next question here, and uh, they upload when they have time. Um, The crypto charts and reviews is the type of channel. Um, The goal of the channel is informative to crypto. The question is, is there a certain company that specializes in 24-7 streamers that runs multi streams on one channel like VPN? So you can um, use Obubble for that. So Obubble, you can get a dedicated server there. It's a virtual server, not dedicated, but you get a virtual server there, and then you can install, you know, streaming software there, and you can basically run the stream twenty four seven through them. Um, very low setup. Um, it's between, depending on the package you get, I think they're like thirty to fifty dollars per month um, over there, and um, and then you can, you know, set up a live stream. So how it works is um, is basically for each account that you get, you can do a stream out of. So if you're going to have multiple streams, then in that case, you would need to have multiple accounts for it. You might be able to push two through one. I'm not sure.
1: If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend
0: right now. You might be able to push two through it. Um, I'm not sure, but um, but you know, you'll, if you're going to do a bunch of streams on the channel, you'll you'll definitely need to have multiple um, O Bubble accounts for that. Same wavelength says, hope they do VidSummit in the Philippines. Surely I will come. Um, VidSummit is only in LA. Um, so they only have it in la so um during the you know the the thing that we've all been through here recently um uh we had like a virtual version of it um but uh but now it's back to you know being in person but they do have you know to where you can participate virtually they have you know the live streams live stream replays and all that um so if you can't go you'll want to get in on those things because the information shared is great um but uh but if you can if you're near la or if you really if you're in america like there's no reason you shouldn't go to that um in terms of you know if you're somebody that is um like if you're doing is it a hobby not that big of a deal, but if you're like wanting to do this professionally or you are doing it professionally, yeah, you definitely want to check out, uh, definitely want to check out VidSummit. Um, So, here, next up on our list here, we've got uh, Apple Bias. Apple Bias says that uh, they do Apple product reviews and tips. The goal of the channel is to share my love and knowledge of Apple products and eventually go full time. Question Currently, I have 3.2 thousand subscribers and growing at 115 a month. Should I niche down more and focus on single Apple product to grow faster? No. If you are trying to reach Apple enthusiasts, then I would serve them with, you know, the different Apple, you know, content. One thing that you might want to look at and you can check this out through the grouping feature in YouTube is you might want to look at like, okay, when I talk about their computers, um, do I get a different response compared to when I talk about like um, their iPhones and their tablets reason for that is I don't know this for a fact. Um, But I would assume that there's a lot more people that have iPhones, as an example, than there are people that have MacBooks. Um, again, I could be completely wrong in this, but if you use your grouping feature and you start figuring out, like, okay, um, you know, I need to, you know, make some content that's going to a broader audience to grow the channel, things like that, then maybe I'm going to lean on some of the iPhone content for that. And then if I are am I, if I, if I need stuff that I need to monetize, like you know, as an affiliate um, or through sponsorships, then in that case, I would either do it apps for the iPhone um, or I would do it through um, um, uh, software um, or products, um, accessories for the computers. So basically, in your particular situation, um, I would still do the spectrum of Apple products, unless you're like, hey, I eventually I'm just going to start do- talking about like iPhones and tablets or just mobile, you know, products, um, um, or just the computers. But I would figure out, cause you said that, you know, one of the things is eventually go full time. So you're gonna need ad revenue for that, but you're also gonna need some additional income as well um, through other means. So one of those other means, in your case specifically, will be sponsorships and affiliate marketing. So um, there's a, god man, what's his channel? Um, Daily Tech um, is a great example of this. So like, he'll start his videos with like, hey, this is sponsored by blah, blah, blah. So, um, his entire channel, you know, he talks about, you know, um, Apple products in general, just like you're doing. And um, and he's just a great resource for that. So me, when I got my MacBook, um, I just binge watched everything that he had, you know, all of his different app recommendations and things like that. I bought some stuff, you know, that he had recommended um, and he got commissions for all that. So, you know, if you're wanting to go full time, I would just make sure that you are balancing things out in terms of this content is for this purpose. This content is for this purpose, um, and that you also are paying really close attention to the content that typically gets the higher response, um, and that you start thinking through why that might be. So, if you find out that your iPhone content gets more response, then in that case, it might just be because there's more people that are, you know, that that have those phones. So therefore, the potential for the people that you can reach, um, you know, could be higher. But I'd research all of that since you are making Apple content in terms of you know what percentage of. Apple users have, you know, the Macs compared to the phones, compared to the watches, compared to the HomePods, compared to the, you know, all the different, uh, all the different stuff that they offer. Next on our list today, we've got uh, number forty-four, two dollar beats. I'm going to skip this one, my man, just because we already answered one of yours earlier today. Um, the next one that we have here is from Practical IT with Jeremy Leake, um, and the type of content is education with a IT focus. Goal of the channel, I'm making videos to fill in some of the gaps and typically exist in IT programs and to promote Linux cross-platform and open source software. Question, is my niche too narrow? I've made 400 videos and I only have 3,550 subscribers. Would I be better served moving from education to another category? Um, So this category you select on YouTube, it's just kind of like a starting point, but YouTube actually has their own uh, categorization system that they will put your content into um, that has way more categories than what it is that we see. Um, So like that part of it isn't that big of a deal. But in terms of um, you having 400 videos and 3,550 subscribers um, on that, I would start looking at the view counts that you're getting. I would start thinking of you know, the conversion there. I would start thinking that you know you are making content in um, to promote Linux, um, but you are doing you know different cross-platform and open-source software. So therefore, you know, you are going after Linux users. And even though there's a lot of them, um, in terms of the market share, they are you know a smaller group of people. So just keep that in mind. However, um, when it comes to um, the 440 videos with 300 and, or 3,550 subscribers, um, your conversion there is extremely low. Of course, that would be dependent on the amount of views that you are getting. But one thing that um, that I would start thinking about is if your views aren't or your videos aren't doing that well in terms of you know the views that you're getting, um, then I would start working on that first, right? In terms of you know, like which topics on my channel typically get a higher response. Um, you know when I start my videos in this way, you know across my channel, do people typically respond to me opening my videos? that way compared to these other ways that I do it, those sorts of things. Working on your thumbnails to you know increase your click-through rate and all that. I'd be working on that stuff more than I'd be thinking about, you know, the category that you're that you're choosing when you upload the content. Um, also, um, if you're not um, start asking people, you know, to subscribe to your YouTube channel as well. Don't do it in the very beginning, you know. Make sure that you are getting people, you know, through the content first. But um, but if you can find little points in your video, let's say you're waiting for something to load, um, or you're you know um, doing something else to where you don't need to necessarily be talking on that part because you're showing them. Those are great moments to where you can be like, oh hey, by the way, you know, if you are you know a Linux user and you're wanting you know more content like this, remember to subscribe to the channel. That little nudge goes a really long way um, if you remind people to do it. Lowcraft, Crafty Nook, hope you're awesome. Nice to see you in here today. Next, we're on number 46, Runaround Sue. <laughs> Runaround Sue, Accessible Travel, says that they've uh, been on YouTube for less than a year. It's an accessible travel channel. Goal of the channel is to share my experiences in traveling with mobility challenges. Um, the goal says, I know my niche is small and I'm way above the average creator age. I also feature my... Uh, Westies who come on walks um, and on holiday with me, and they're part of my channel, but their content is more popular than the accessibility. Should I cut them out as it's driving the wrong type of viewers? I'm having no expectation of being the next big thing. I'm too niche, but I do like it and I want to help people, um, but I still don't want to miss out on connecting with my audience. I'm sure there is one somewhere. So here's the thing. Um, accessibility and travel, um, I would assume that there are a decent amount of people that are interested in that because, you know, like I live in Thailand, for example, and like here, you know, accessibility in some cases can be an issue like the, um, yes, it does, uh, T-Ruzz. That's why I'm actually shifting around a little bit right now, but, um, you know, like here, for example, accessibility, um, you know, um, is a little bit of an issue in some places. Um, so because of that, you know, somebody that would come here and be like, Hey, you know, these are different things you're going to run into there and so on and so forth, you know, that that's valuable to some people. So because of that, I think, um, of course, I need to look at your channel itself to go you know deeper on this. But I think that um, what you're doing is solid um, in terms of. I'm not sure what your westies are. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you mean by um, by by westies, or maybe maybe you're supposed. Maybe that's supposed to mean besties, like your your friends. I'm not sure. But uh, in terms of them being a part of it, um, it's fine as long as the message itself is still about the accessibility, and you're still you know sharing that type of information with people. Then you're still okay, right? Like the um, the 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 only place where where they might you know cause an issue is if if they cause you to oh they're just dogs oh okay yeah you're fine you're fine there so as long as people are coming in you know topically for the thing but then you're introducing them to the dogs totally fine yeah no no worries no worries at all there they can actually become part of the personality of your channel that will actually cause people to come back animals and content yeah that that no problem at all there that 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 grouping of you know an animal and content. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all there. Um, but in terms of it being a narrow niche, you know, I'm sure it is. But in terms of the value that you can offer, um, you can offer some, you know, really great value there. So uh, let's see here. So thanks for the clarity on the dog breed. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, is that a dog? Are they meaning like besties? Are they like, I was trying to trying to figure that one out. Tear Talk with uh, Anthony Ganji says, uh, Dirty Hawk keeps going through my material and placing copyright claims. Anybody else having issues with fake copyright claims? Let's talk about some problems that YouTube's having right now. So first is the copyright claim thing. So the fact that fake copyright claims are even possible, um, there's a headache with that. within that itself. Um, that is extremely frustrating for everybody that has to deal with that, and it is, it, it's something people are constantly dealing with on YouTube and it's unfortunate. The next problem they're having is the spammers that are um, impersonating people that would be such an easy thing to fix um, but they are just not fixing it for whatever reason um or or the ways that i'm thinking are easy might not be as easy as i'm thinking they are in terms of like just like we have a custom url if you have a custom url with this name then therefore they don't allow somebody else to create a channel with that name easy peasy just like if you were trying to buy like a url anyway then you know you have a certain limit of the names that you can use, and if you if that name isn't available, then you have to go through and you know get another name. Um, easy fix for that. Another huge problem that they're having that they need to fix: these people that come in to these chats, and I'm shocked it actually hasn't happened here, maybe they fixed it. But um, but how how people will come into this chat with like adult related theme names and trying to you know get people to go to these websites and stuff, they need to fix that too. There's certain words, if we can put them in our blocked words list, they should be able to put them into channel names as well, to where if it detects that you're trying to make a Google account with that name, it's like, nope, sorry. Or if you create the Google account with that name, they don't allow you to chat, right? To where it's like, hey, if, if if you start to chat, they're like, oh, hey, sorry, you're not allowed to chat because your username contains these particular words, which are inappropriate for our platform. Done, right? Super easy to fix, I think. But you know, I'm not a programmer. I haven't thought this completely through. But that's like, you know, my interpretation of like how you would fix that, those things. Copyright, um, huge problem and, and just abuse, um, essentially, going on there. Um, the uh, impersonation thing and the, you know, inappropriate chats. And the thing with the impersonation, it's like, you know, like, come on. Like, that's such an easy, you know, like, that seemingly such an easy thing to fix. And it, and it drives me crazy because... One thing that YouTube is always you know like oh hey everybody's mental health and let's keep their mental health together you know what will drive somebody nuts is that community post after community post after community post after community post, after community post you have to go in there and waste like an hour deleting all these comments that you know that somebody made so if they're not going to do that then they need to at least have the option to where delete all comments from this user as part of that three dot menu drop down where you can ban the person from the channel. And in addition to that, when you select ban person from the channel, they need to ban them immediately. So it's not like, okay, I'm going to ban this person from the channel. And then it has to go, you know, through all these different processes on YouTube's end in order to eventually have them banned, you know, like hours and hours and hours later. So then they still are getting the information that they need before they just create another account and do it again. They need to just ban them instantly and delete all their comments. If you ban them from the channel, it should instantly delete their them and their comments from your entire uh, from their entire from your entire YouTube channel. Um, the yeah, the, the White Chapel that you are talking about there is up in um, Chiang Rai. Um, yeah, I have been to that um, actually, old Trish. That's that's only about like because um, I'm up in Chiang Mai, um, so Chiang Rai. That's um, that White Chapel is roughly. Um, depending on how fast you drive through the mountains, I can get there in about like two hours. Um, two and a half, maybe. Um, let's see here. Okay, so next up. Let's, let's keep going here. So uh, we've got uh, Madman Jack is our uh, is our next channel here. And uh, Madman Jack says they upload when they have time. Um, the type of content is uh, gaming and challenges for fun. The goal of the channel is to bring people laughs and smiles. And the question is, I've tried to the best of my ability to use the help from your past streams to get views and subs. Um, I just wanna bring people a good laugh and put much needed smile on their faces, but it doesn't need to be working for me. Any foolproof tips to really stand out so I can get more views and bring laughs and smiles to more people? Yep, absolutely. You need to go in, you gotta figure out why exactly you are not getting the activity so if like we have our youtube analytics right with our youtube analytics this shows us like where we're where our like you know fail points are essentially so if you are not getting you know a response from what it is that you're doing that means that you have to change what it is that you're doing right you have to do it in a different way so like if you're you know taking the you know the tips and you're like okay this is good okay so i'm gonna you know just make like you know one thumbnail i'm gonna put some like you know extra thought to this thumbnail. Like it's not gonna get you far, it might help like that video or something, but it's not gonna get you that far and you have to do all the things. So what you have to do is you have to go in, you have to look in your in your, um, in your your YouTube analytics, look at your click through rate, your average view duration, how many people are completing your videos, how many people are going on to additional videos, how many people are subscribing to the channel, liking it, commenting, all those things. You gotta look at all of that stuff and you have to look for the places where you're not getting that activity. Those places where you're not getting that activity are big highlights of the things that you have to fix. We all have to do this, right? We all have to do this. So like when you have content that doesn't perform, you have to go in and be like, okay, why did this not perform? Did the topic suck? Okay, it was a topic. Um, it Did the thumbnail suck? Okay, I gotta change it. Um, does the title on this, could it be better? Okay, let me change it, let me make it better. Um, is the, you know, did people not watch this, you know, for that long? Did my hook just not grab their attention they ended up leaving? That happens. Then you just have to say, okay, well, next time I'm going to spend a little bit extra time on my hook so I can ensure that this hook is going to, you know, be better and it's going to resonate more with people, you know, when they come into it. So, um, so it comes down to like you doing the stuff, you know, actually doing the, the work side of it, which is going in, analyzing your content, seeing how people are responding to things. And then of course, adjusting in order to, you know, to make that better experience for the, for the users of YouTube, because, you know, we can do what we want and we can just make things like we wanna make them. And in some cases that works out, but in a lot of cases we also have to think that like we're making content for other people. We like making content, but we're making that content for other people to enjoy. So therefore we have to make content in a way, and we have to modify things over time in a way to help people enjoy it more, <laughs> right? Or to help people be able to enjoy it. So, um, so if you're not getting that response, you got to you know you you got to roll up your sleeves and do the the hard stuff which is like figure out where it is that you're not getting that response and then start working on figuring out how to fix it old trish says youtube needs a panel of creators like nick to work out how to run their company No, not how to run their company, but it would be advantageous. Like I'm, 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 I'm sure they have like, um, you know, like superstar, you know, people that, you know, give them, you know, um, advice and stuff that, that work with them. Um, and, and I actually do participate in some conversations. Like I am, um, I do get the opportunity, um, from time to time to, uh, to, you know, participate in conversations, you know, around YouTube with YouTube employees. So, um, so that side of things, you know, I do get, but when it comes to like, Hey, how do we fix these problems? Does anybody have any ideas? Um, you know, like that. Yeah, that that would be fantastic. I'd love to be a part of that conversation. Um, Let's see here. So next up, we've got uh, Creative Life with Jesus is our next question or the next channel. And uh, let's see here. Let me scroll down. They upload when they have time. Um, The type of channel is creativity and Christian life. The goal of the channel is helping fellow Christians be more creative as we follow Jesus. And the uh, question is, happy summer, almost. It's always summer where I'm at. We have like summer hot summer wet summer and then cool season which can also get you know kind of hot at times <laughs> it's always summer where i'm at um but let's see here. most saturday mornings i'm leaving um from your live streams i've learned about other youtubers through jevin uh dovey your brother d and you a few content creators seem not to have posted for a year are they not making it work on youtube anymore um that leads to this question how likely is it that something else will make youtube obsolete like myspace i actually struggle to remember the name myspace so it's a really good question so there's a new YouTube channel by Matt Koval. Um, he is a former YouTube employee, actually the YouTube liaison, and um, he just started a new YouTube channel for content creators. I just recently shared it in my community feed, and um, I really encourage all of you to go and watch that video that he published because the video is about the the life cycle of a content creator, and it's something that people don't think about a lot. So, you know, one of the things that you uh, mentioned here is that few content creators, um, you know, that they haven't posted, like a few a few of the people haven't posted in a year. So in some cases, what happens is, as a YouTube content creator, um, you know, as they you know start to get that progress, a lot of additional doors start opening up for you. So you know, depending on you know what it is that you're doing, um, you may or may not be able to fully capitalize on those opportunities. But for the people that can, in some cases, it will take their time away from YouTube, and at one point in time. All they were doing was YouTube. But then now that some of these other opportunities have opened up, now they have, you know, YouTube that they're doing and this other thing that they're doing and this other thing that they're doing. And sometimes those other things then become the new priority. Um, So it may or may not be to where, you know, because of their YouTube channel to open those doors, that may happen. Um, But it could also be that those new opportunities just took their interests in a totally new direction and they're more focused on that now than they are on youtube so like that's a totally normal thing it happens all the time um in addition to that some content creators will come onto youtube they'll make a ton of money and they'll be like hey i'm just gonna like invest this money and do this and now i have this like huge nest egg and i'm just gonna like chill out i'm not even gonna like worry about it. i'm just gonna you know just upload maybe from time to time and i'm just not really gonna like you know worry about it that much like some people you know they they are they have that opportunity as well so when it comes to, uh, you know, content creators, you know, just, you know, they're on the rise and then just all of a sudden they stop uploading or they stop up or start uploading less. Um, you know, that's, that's you know, apparently, uh, you know, a pretty normal thing just based on the, you know, additional opportunities that come with being a content creator. Like I can tell you this, when it comes to doing all this stuff, um, you know, like as a content creator, the, uh, the opportunities that come your way are really surprising because, you know, you have the things that you, um, expect, right? Like, you have the things that you're like, you know, hey, you know, there's a good chance this might happen, a good chance this might happen. Um, if I'm, you know, doing really awesome, then, you know, th- this door might open. But then there's other things that come your way to where you're like, wow, I would have never thought that that, you know, that me uploading videos to the internet would turn into like these types of things. Like, it, it, it's really interesting, um, just, you know, some of the opportunities that people get. Yeah. Creator Dynamics uh, is the name of the YouTube channel also. Um, yeah, Doug just put it in here. Um, we can actually just link directly to the to the video. Um, if if uh, so, Chantel has it linked um, in the community tab. She just put a link to it right there. Um, so if anybody wants to, you know, check out that video, you know, feel free. Really interesting video. But basically, they have it dialed into the typical lifespan um, in terms of a creator going hard is like five years. It's crazy, right? so um so that's basically the thing so i've been going for like since 2014 so i've been going for like uh seven years you know almost eight years now um on mine so i'm like a little bit past that threshold but as you can see if you look at my channel my channel follows the graphs that he's sharing in there because you know like i you know i I went hard to two videos per week plus a live stream religiously without fail every single week for years and then consistency started getting shaky. You know, now you know there's some weeks that go by to where you know I don't upload a video, but I still show up for the live streams. Um, you know, those types of things to where um, to where you know you you just have that like, and then you know it just kind of goes like this as you don't put in as much to it as you as you used to. So it's a really yeah, it's a really interesting uh, really interesting video. I really encourage everybody to watch it. It's great. And subscribe to his channel, like while you're over there. Um, subscribe to his channel because, um, again, like he worked for YouTube um, for a decade, so he's got just so much, you know, information um, that he's going to be sharing on that YouTube channel, and and it's it's going to be super interesting. So I really encourage um, everybody to, uh, to to subscribe to his YouTube channel. So um, let's see here. So next up, we've got uh, Marku Wow Um They do movie reviews. And uh, they've been on YouTube for a year or more. They have a movie review channel. The goal of channels to become valuable for those looking for enjoyable movie knowledge. The question is: Hey Nick, making thumbnails to shorts, should they be vertical or horizontal? I'm um, just go ahead and make them normal. If you're making thumbnails for your shorts, because you know they don't show in the shelf, of course. So if you're making the the thumbnails for the shorts, then in that case, just make them you know normal, a normal thumbnail, uh, 16 by 9 uh, ratio, is what I mean by normal. You know like we're coming to that point in time to where we can't really call vertical or uh horizontal videos normal anymore (laughs) right because there's so much vertical content out there and we're moving so much in that direction of vertical on all these different platforms that uh that we you know that we can't really call you know uh 16 by 9 ratio normal anymore it's interesting pretty interesting time watching all this evolve Gary, keep it simple is our next uh, channel that we're looking at here, the next uh, question um, that we're answering. They do tech content, the goal of the channel is to make money and education for others. The question is how to get found on search. Same similar titles, another creator, similar thumb, same tag, similar description. He shows everywhere. I have to really look to find mine. What makes the difference? Um, so if you are optimizing for YouTube search and you're trying to get your videos to show up in search but they're not, um, it comes down to you not being able to compete for that term at this moment in time. So basically YouTube search is just like everywhere else on the platform to where you have to make sure that when you are putting a piece of content out and you're targeting YouTube search, that you are looking at the videos that are there before you even make the video, before you even commit to it. But you have to make sure that you are looking at the content that you're gonna be competing against and that you can make sure that you can compete with that content. Because if you can't, then you're not gonna show up in those, you know, in those top results and you have to scroll for a really long time in order to find your content. Um, so because of that, um, you know, if you're not showing up there, and other people are showing up everywhere, then there could be two things going on. One could be that you watch that person's content a lot, therefore theirs gets prioritized there um, for you because YouTube knows that you interact with that content creator a lot. Therefore, they show your or you know show some of their content there at a higher ranking than they normally would because you are participating in their channel. Um, that could be going on. Um, and then two, it could also be that just the content right now isn't you know as competitive for you know that particular term, but it can rise over time. So, um, so keep that in mind. But one way to get around this is doing your keyword research first and figuring out what it is that you're gonna target based on the competition that's there. So what you wanna do, and TubeBuddy will help you do this. I got a link to TubeBuddy in the description. But with TubeBuddy, um, one of the things that it does is it helps you look for or identify um, high volume search terms that have lower amounts of competition, which then it gives you the opportunity to increase your chances of showing up in those search results because not as many people are competing for those terms. Um, that's the idea. So next up on our list here, and Chantel just uh, dropped the link there too, too, buddy. Thank you for that. So we are at 51 now. So we crossed that 50 threshold. High five and fist bump to us. Woo. So Brown and Beachy says that they do, uh, let's see here, what do we got? They upload one time per week or more. They do luxury travel content. The goal of the channel is to help people discover travel locations and experiences. Question, if after a thousand subscribers, should we concern ourselves with how many subs we have or focus on creating quality content to encourage more viewership? always always focus on creating quality content to encourage more viewership always if you have one subscriber focus on that like i know you you want to get that 1000 subscribers so you can get into the partner program so yes focus on trying to get that 1000 subscribers but the only way to get that 1000 subscribers is by giving good content <laughs> so like you're you're doing the thing right but once you cross that 1000 once you get that you know goal that you're trying to hit um, always focus on quality content to encourage more viewership. That's always the priority because when you focus on that, then everything else happens, right? When you focus on like, hey, I'm going to make this quality content that adds value to people, um, whatever that value is you know, that you're offering, I'm going to focus on making that content that adds value to people and I'm going to learn how to get people to click on it. If you always focus on that as the priority, then then you'll do fine. And subscribers will come you know there's things you can do to get them to come faster by asking them to subscribe things like that but um, um but at the end of the day just focus on making great content for them and they will uh they'll, they'll subscribe people don't want to uh let's see here number 52 clashing out cashing out with nisi says they upload one type per week or more they do casino slot playing channel the golden channel is to show people how to play slots at the casino the question I've been uploading videos on a weekly basis for about two months. I have 49 subscribers. I'd like to know if I should be uploading more videos per week in order to get subscribers and eventually become monetized. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be trying to upload more um, unless you plan to continually do that, um, or unless you're just like, Hey, I'm going to go hard until I hit this milestone of, you know, a thousand subscribers. But um, um, when it comes to uploading more, you got to make sure that what you're uploading is effective because if you are uploading more, but you but the content itself can't keep people engaged it's not going to help you upload more Um, but if you are uploading and then you're analyzing what people are doing and you are, you know, um, adjusting things based on, you know, the feedback that you're getting, and then you're uploading again from that with that new information, then, then in that case, you know, that's the right thing to do. And then once your content starts getting, you know, to where it's like, Hey, every time I upload, I'm getting, you know, this, this certain amount of views and I'm, I'm cool with that. And it's continually increasing. Um, then in that case, that's where you're like, okay, I'm doing the thing. I'm picking up momentum. Um, so now if I want to accelerate things, I'm going to experiment with, um, with doubling down on my on my upload schedule as long as you can you know handle that workload for, for for a while um let's see here next up on our list here we've got chaos with a cool spelling here k-h-a-o-s i like that They've been on YouTube for upload uh, or for a year or more. They do gaming and commentary content. The goal of the channel says I want to entertain people and support myself and family. The question is: two of my videos got 250 plus views in two weeks when I average 15 to 30. Should I just make vids with the same subject, theme park reviews, or continue to make them but branch out? Okay. So you say you have a gaming and commentary channel, but then your videos that are doing the best are theme park reviews. So you have a choice that you should make, in my opinion that choice is do I want to do or can I do more theme park reviews and turn this into a theme park channel because that's what's doing well Um, or should I stop uploading theme park videos because I want to create a gaming channel or a gaming and gaming content commentary channel Um, if you are wanting to have that gaming and gaming commentary channel but you have people that are coming into the channel and responding at a higher rate to that theme park content um, those people if they are you know in the theme parks they might not necessarily care about your gaming content so you're starting to create a little bit of a problem for yourself um, if you are you know if you're like hey I got this theme park content I'm just uploading it and people are liking it then you can be growing the channel of theme park enthusiasts that don't care about gaming content which is going to end up hurting you uh, when it comes to the gaming content that you're putting out so I just be really careful um, with with that particular um, approach and make sure that you're just thinking about, like, okay, long-term, what I want to do with this, um, or at least for the next, like, year, you know, what I want to do with this channel, you know, what type of content do I want to make, what do I want to be known as, you know, in terms of the content that I'm putting up on YouTube, you know, ask yourself those questions. Um, next up on our list here, we've got, actually, I want to check on something here really quick. Uh, let's see, 1105, okay. Um, so let's see here. So next up on our list here, We've got, let me mute this here really quick. There we go. So, let uh, so here. So next up, the Y files. What's going on? Hope you're doing great. Um, does Nick have a live stream schedule? These are really helpful. Um, I do, the Y files. I live stream every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, so the thing, basically every single stream is pretty much uh, similar to what it is that, um, that you're seeing now. Um, but if you see the little tag that I just put down in the bottom left-hand corner, um, it's every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, and, uh, basically how this works is, uh, typically the people that are getting the questions in, like when we first start the stream, those get, you know, answered first because they, you know, I answer them in the order that they re, um, that they're received. But today, like, like I'm, I'm getting through them so fast today that I'm almost caught up to the amount of questions, which is pretty awesome. Um, so like we're, we're almost there in terms of, uh, you know, getting through like literally all the questions in the forum, which is pretty awesome. Um, so, but yeah, we, we do this, uh, every Saturday at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern. Glad you're enjoying the stream. So next up um, is du Bros South Bay. Dubros South Bay says they upload, uh, or they've been on YouTube one time per year or more. The goal of the channel is to be a full-time YouTuber. Um, the question is, TubeBuddy says SEO is at 90%, but video is not even showing in the first 100 is, um, in their search. What's a good tip to make your video rank higher, and why might the reason um, is that it's not showing to viewers? Okay, so here's something that's really important to understand about, about um, TubeBuddy and YouTube. TubeBuddy is giving you um, information based on the data that they have on your channel and based on the terms that you are searching for. So what they're doing is they're showing you how your what your chances are essentially if you have a performing video in terms of people respond positively to it. So that ninety percent that you're seeing in TubeBuddy, in terms of your optimization, that means that they are, that you have everything optimized correctly or pretty close to you know one hundred percent correctly there to give you the easier opportunity to show up in search. However, everything is still performance dependent, um, no matter what. So what that means is that that TubeBuddy helping you optimize and they're helping you like narrow down the search terms that you're going for in terms of you know um, uh, less competition but higher search volume. However, They are, um, they can't guarantee you that you're gonna show up in search because that part is on you. Because they can help you optimize so that that you're optimized for it. However, they can't make somebody click on your thumbnail. They can't make somebody watch your video for a longer period of time. That part is on you. So basically, when it comes to YouTube search, if you can show up there, then that's part of it. But in order to maintain that search ranking, you have to outperform the other videos that are underneath you. So basically when you see somebody showing up in search, that means that that video is a video that people are clicking on at a competitive rate for that particular term, and they are watching that for a long enough time for it to be competitive for that particular term more than the other videos, they're further engaging in it and so on. So basically when it comes to YouTube search, um, based, on, um, uh, based on documents that YouTube has, um, when it comes to YouTube search, what they're looking for there is how much watch time that they're generating per impression it so when it comes to that you can have your video optimized but if people are clicking on it then they're abandoning your video quickly or they're leaving your video quickly um at least compared to the other search results there then that means that your video is not going to end up staying in search or it might show up there you know for a little bit and then it leaves but then if people do respond to it well then it can end up you know coming back up in that search result. So the idea is that TubeBuddy helps you get ready and helps fully prepare you so that when you do show up there or basically so that you know so it's like hey this is what this is the phrase I'm optimizing for so help me do all the things to make sure that I you know am doing everything correctly then that'll help you get there but then from there the the your probability of staying there is going to be not probability your ability to stay there is going to be based on how people respond once it shows up there in the search results um, let's see here. Hey, Nick, do you have any, pro- uh, do you have any tips? Really quick. Um, Puddle Pro says, Hey, Nick, do you have any tips on motivation? I'm having a hard time actually filming my videos. So this is a really common thing. Like this is going on a lot right now. Um, so Nate from Channel Makers, he just made a video about this. Um, I know several other people that are having this issue right now as well. Here's what I recommend. If you're having trouble uploading videos right now, um, first, I would reevaluate like your reason why you're uploading content in the first place. Um, if you can't find a good reason, then just don't, don't upload right now. Um, and the reason for that, yeah, D is one of those people. Um, my brother D, he's dealing with this right now too. So if you are, um, if you're having trouble, you know, uploading, then that means that you're just not, you know, there's a reason that you're not motivated to do it. And it's because, you know, you're just not into it, um, or that you are, you're at a loss in terms of like, I'm putting in all this effort and you know, like I'm not getting the results yet, things like that. And therefore like in your brain, you start having these like, is it worth it type of things and that can be demotivating. Um, and then there's also to where, um, um, to where like it can be, you just don't have the energy based on all the other things that you're doing in your life. So the, the solution for this is one, to find a, a, a good why. In terms of like, okay, I got to find something I'm really interested in, something I can write out for the next handful of years. Based on that life cycle video that I was telling you about, I got to find something that I will be so interested in um, that I will be happy to publish videos about it over the next like three to five years. Um, and then instead of looking at the video as like, oh god, I got to pub- I got to make a video, look at the video as part of a process, right? So instead of like, oh, I got I got to look, I got to publish, I got to publish the video. Step one is just look at it as, okay, all I gotta do is come up with a video idea, right? Step it out. I gotta come up with a video idea. So then, that doesn't take a lot of motivation. You can do that when you're on the bathroom. You can do that when you're having coffee, when you're eating, whatever. You can just sit there and be like, okay, I'm gonna, once you figure out, like, hey, this is the thing that I'm gonna do, right? Um, Then it's like, hey, while I'm doing other things, I can just, you know, be thinking of video ideas. Then I'm gonna come up with that first thing, that first step, which is come up with the video idea. Next. Let me sketch out some bullet points. I got the video idea. Let me sketch out some bullet points for this. Um, let me you know, just do that part of it. I'm not even thinking about like even recording the video right now. I'm thinking of like, okay, let's get the information together that I'm gonna share. Let's figure out the structure or something. you like, like, I gotta get the bullet points together of what it is I'm gonna be doing in this video. Then once you get those bullet points together, then go to the next step. Okay, I'm either gonna script this out fully or I'm gonna just add notes to these bullet points that I have you know, so that I can make sure I put this together. The next, okay, here's the big moment. Right. I'm doing these easy things first, which is, you know, the video idea, structuring the video. Now I got to actually make the content. So the the way to get around this, because, you know, I, I have these things happen, you know, from time to time, too, where I'm just like, I just don't I, you know, I just don't feel like doing it you know, today for whatever reason. So the way that I get myself through that is I will just start the process of actually getting ready to make the video. Once I go through that process, then it's easy for me to sit down and actually do it. That might not work for everybody. But for me, on the days that I don't really feel like doing it to where I'm like, eh, I just don't have the energy today or whatever, if I turn on the lights, I turn on the camera, I get everything like ready you know, to do the actual thing, and I focus on that, the actual like getting ready process, not the making the content process, but the getting ready to process, by the time I'm done with that, then all I have to do in that moment is like sit down and talk (laughs) so depending on the type of content you make you know there might be a lot more involved with you know how you you do your content but you know at the very least you're gonna have to do voiceovers or something like that if you're doing animations it's a totally different problem you're dealing with but like um you know if you do make content where you're sitting there and you're talking to the camera or you're doing that you know plus b-roll you're doing voiceovers with b-roll that type of stuff then in that case being like hey i just gotta turn everything on i gotta get everything ready right so like in d's case um as an example like he's getting ready to go live here in like three minutes d's going live and he can do that, right? So he can go through the, he can get everything set up. He, you know, His set, you know, he's looking awesome. He completely redesigned his set and all that stuff. So he's like one step away. Like he can live stream. He can, you know, hop on calls, do all that stuff. But he's like one step away from making the video content. And that difference is actually a few steps. The difference is the topic and, and the actual, you know, writing out the bullet points of what he's going to talk about. But he's got, you know, the set. He's got, you know, the turning on the lights, turning on the camera, sitting there in front of it. The only difference is actually just talking to the, talking to the camera while it's recording versus talking to it while it's live, right? So like when it comes to, you know, the motivation to do it for everybody, for all of us, one is having that why, right? For me, even when I don't upload content, I still show up here. Um, And the reason for that is because the why for me here is like, I know that either, you know, a lot of people in here or at least one person in here um, is going to get the same advantage out of YouTube or the same opportunities out of YouTube that I got and that's going to make a huge impact in somebody's life here. So for me, that's the motivation that I get to kind of, you know, pay it forward, so to speak, um, you know, through doing these live streams. And for me, that impact is the thing that makes me just show up here and sit down here and do my live streams um, every single Saturday. So for me, that why is the reason or the motivation that I have to sit here and do that. In addition to that, I also get a lot of energy out of this because, you know, for me, just, you know, sitting here doing this thing, just talking straight for like, you know, three hours and all that, like, you know, I get a lot of energy out of this as well. So, you know, I also get that exchange through that value that I'm giving. But for me, um, you know, like I have that, you know, strong why that strong, why doesn't resonate as strong for me um, in the actual video content, but it does for me in the live streams. Cause I can help, you know, directly versus I got to make this video, this video, you know, needs to get, you know, X amount of views, things like that in order for me to deem it as successful on, you know, on my channel based on the purpose of that video and all that good stuff. So like, when it comes to this, it just comes down to like, I'm giving value and I hope somebody takes it away and does something with it. Right. That that's where I'm at here. So it's a little bit different when it comes to video content, but At the end of the day, getting that why behind it, um, you know, can really make a big difference when it comes to the motivation and then working on the process versus it being like, hey, I got this video I got to make, which which seems like a big project, chunking it down into these little parts of like, okay, I got to come up with a topic. I got to come up with a thumbnail and and just focusing on like that part. Don't even think about like I'm recording it or I got to, you know, edit it, all that stuff. Just focus on like, hey, I just got to do this one thing make the figure out what it is I'm going to make a video about. And that's not hard to do. Anybody here, you know, you can do that which is, you know, even if it took you a day to figure out, you could sit down, and you could come up, you could come up with your next video idea. Um same exact thing for you like okay, what okay, here's the topic. So I have that lead. So if this is what I'm going to talk about or this is what I'm going to show or this is the craft I'm going to make or whatever, then in that case, like what things do I need to collect in order to make this particular craft or what, uh, you know, um, information I'm going to share, you know, about this. And you just start bullet pointing that out and you simply just work on each part of the the process instead of working on the video, you just work on the individual parts of the process for me personally. That has been huge for me um, anytime that I, you know, face that wall of like, yeah, I just don't have the energy or I just don't feel like doing it. Um, that, that, that for me personally, um, that, that has been extremely helpful for me. Hopefully that answered your question. <laughs> so, uh, so you're next up on our list. We've got uh dashing grandpa, dashing grandpa uploads every other day. Um, they've been on uh, YouTube for a year or more. They do gig work, and the or the type of channels gig work. Uh, the goal of the channel is to help others um, who are new in the gig uh, type of work with their well being. And the question is: My last video's thumbnail uses the Amazon logo. Can't that be flagged as copyright trademarked? Um, um, it's only on half of the thumbnail image. Technically, it can, but in a lot of cases, a lot of companies don't even like worry about that sort of thing. But yeah, you can you can actually get. Um, uh, take down notices for the trademark um, because you are using their logos so it's not copyright per se um, it's actually more trademark related so um one thing that i do want to uh mention here really quick is like if how many new content creators do we have here if you're new um just uh let me know here uh let me know here in the chat if you're a new content creator by new i mean by your own interpretation of what new is if you're a new content creator just just let me know in the chat here neil yeah i'm going to be booking my flights here um within the next couple of weeks um, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll see you there, dude. I'm, I'm super pumped up to uh, to hit Vid Summit this year. Okay, so we got a lot of new creators. So, one thing that I do want to mention is that you know, as a content creator, you know, especially when you're just getting started, like I sit here for three hours, and I throw a bunch of information at you, and you know, some of it, you know, in some cases, it might sound like, man, I got a lot of stuff to work on, and in some cases, you might. Um, but what I recommend you do is that you do take notes, um, and that you, you know, that you write down anything that's resonated with you during this stream. Um, just write it down, like right now, write it down in your notepad, um, you know, like in your phone, write it down, you know, if you have a piece of paper laying next to you or whatever, and just write it down so you can work on, you know, those things, um, that, that have resonated with you. Like if I've talked about anything, you know, click through rate on thumbnails, average view duration, you know, how to, you know, make your videos do better, that kind of stuff. Like any of the stuff that we've talked about today. If you're like, hey, that made tons of sense. Let me go see if I'm doing that, or you know, let me see. He mentioned CTR. I don't even know what that means. It means click through rate, by the way. <laughs> but but you know, I'm gonna go and research and figure out. You know, if there's any you know features inside of YouTube that he happened to mention, I'm gonna go and I'm going to you know figure out what those things are. So therefore, I'm gonna write them down. Um, I encourage you to do that so that you can you know learn more about the platform that you are operating on, so that you know it can help you thrive by you know understanding all those things. But with all those things that you know you might need to work on, I encourage you to just pick like a thing you know, or two, and just focus on that so you can, you know, so you can just make sure that you're, you know, that you get that thing taken care of. So go through some of your video content, look at how your videos are starting, look at your click through rate, look at your average view duration, look at how many people you're getting to complete your video and click on another video. Start looking at some of those things so that you can start seeing where it is that you need to improve. And then I'll see you back here next Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern to give you some more um, some more stuff to work on. John Riggs says CTR is important. Absolutely huge. <laughs> so um, so really quick, I just want to thank everybody for hanging out. Have an awesome rest of your weekend. I will see you back here um, next Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up button on the way out. And everybody have an awesome rest of your weekend. When I hit the end this stream, if you want your channel reviewed um, for you know some of you that are getting started here. My brother, um, D, and Daniel Batal are getting to do do a live stream on the StreamYard channel. As soon as I hit the end button here, it's going to send you over there. So if you want to have some feedback on your YouTube channel, you want to have somebody actually look at your channel and say, hey, you could do this better, you could do this better, you could do this better, then make sure you head over to that stream because that's what it is that they're going to be doing over there, and they're starting um, actually right now. So thank you, everybody, so much for hanging out, and I will see you next weekend. Stay safe out there, and um, I'll see you next weekend.